0: All right, guys, welcome back to another episode, another week of the Day Room Podcast. I'm here with my buddy, Tony Langley, and he is fresh off a vacation out in the Caribbean. Buddy, how has it been?
1: Oh, man, I did not want to leave. I did not want to leave sitting on the beach, getting in that nice, cool water. Oh, it was it was heaven. Absolute <laughs> heaven. I almost didn't go back to the boat. I'm just saying.
0: Yeah. You ever watch those videos of people that get... uh they get left by the boat, and people oh, yeah. on, the, on the boat are filming them. They're running up, they're
1: running to the boat trying to catch it. No, and I wouldn't. I don't think I would run to the boat afterwards. I'd be like, all right, just just leave me here.
0: <laughs> so tell tell us about the trip, man. Where'd you go?
1: Oh man, we uh, we did a uh, basically a uh, five day trip or four day trip, if you will. Uh, you know, if you know how cruises work. Uh, went down to the Bahamas, went to Half Moon K and back um a couple of days at sea and uh stayed a day in uh at the at half moon k we me and the wife and uh two other couple friends of ours they uh we all got a uh, cabana there on the beach and uh so we we stayed in it and they had a hot tub we so we'd go from the cool water in the in the ocean to the to the hot tub and and back drinking beers and just chilling
0: yeah, big balling
1: yeah. But uh, the cruise was cruise was fantastic. It was a little bit uh, it was a little bit rocky. Um, we left out of Charleston, uh, going down to the Bahamas, and and I think uh, I think a lot of it had to do. I'm not sure about the weather or whatnot, but we had uh, weather that was uh, winds that were going against the uh, against the current. It was basically going against the Gulf Stream uh, going down, and then with the Gulf Stream coming back. So, it caused for a little bit more rocky uh, ship than I was used to, just cutting across how many cruises have you gone on? I've never been on one. So I don't see. This was uh what my third, fourth one, something like that. Okay. Uh, third one. Yeah. Third one. And, uh, it was a, uh, it was a blast, but I mean, being on boats all my life, it was, uh, it was, it was, it was definitely a, a more rocky experience than, than that. And one of the, one of the couples that went with us, it was the first time cruising. Uh, so I, I, I think it, I think it, you know, it kind of, uh, kind of, Change expectations for them maybe so what do you mean well uh you know you'd think that it's you know don't you anticipate it being rocky a little bit but uh but uh a lot of times people tell you hey look it's gonna be a big boat you're not gonna feel it as much and and this that, and the other and uh and this one was definitely it was, it was definitely enough to throw you off uh throw you off balance a few times
0: wow did it was it like a all day did it last all day
1: uh for the most part i would say that i don't think that the rockiness ever really subsided very much
0: and there's no like they don't give you any credits or free
1: anything no, or something like that nothing like that nothing like that it's uh it's just uh, it's one of those chances you take going out on the, going out on the water
2: yeah wow it was so- it
1: was a blast it was a blast get your sea legs and you're good to go uh i, I think so anyway you got to find a way to to keep your upper body level while moving your, moving your knees a little bit. Yeah. Catch that rhythm of the ocean.
0: Yeah. I, I'm going to go on my first cruise, uh, the end of May going into June. So, uh, hopefully none of that for the first one. I don't care after that, but I I don't want to have a weird experience. So initially I haven't booked it yet, but initially I was thinking this is going to be my first cruise and it's going to be me. Uh, taking my mom and my daughter for, you know, my mom's never really been anywhere. So I'm going to kind of get her used to traveling before we go on a big trip. But I was thinking of um, going, just going down to the West coast of Mexico, five day, quick little five day turn. Um, But then I thought about it. I know how the weather is here in June. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
0: do I want to take my mom who's 65 years old on a boat down to Mexico where it's going to be? just as hot as it is here in Phoenix and, and humid, uh, you know, so is that, is it going to be worth it? And I thought about maybe going up North, you know, pouring out of San Francisco and just going up to like, um uh, Canada, Alaska and then back down.
1: Mm-hmm. Alaskan cruise is awesome. I, I wanted to go on an Alaskan cruise. We we're supposed to go on one this year, but I think we're going to, then we're going to hold off on it.
0: Yeah. I, I don't mind, you know, the heat and going down to to Mexico. But for my mom's first trip, I don't, I don't want it to be, you know, bad. I want it to be a good experience. And going in June is kind of, uh, you know, it's not a good idea for her first trip out of the country to go down in the heat and, you know, just not going to be good. So I'm thinking, uh, I'll just, I'll just book a cruise going up North, maybe seven days if we go up to Alaska and then come back down. So that'll probably be where we go.
1: Well, just, uh, just keep this in mind, if you do go on a cruise, there are going to be plenty of uh, plenty of places to go and get out of the heat yeah. uh, on the cruise. Uh, so it's not like it's going to be crazily unbearable uh, unless you're just sitting out on the beach the entire time. And then, you know, walking around the walking around, if you go to Cozumel or, or uh, something like that and just walking around the the shops and stuff there, um, that could be kind of hot. But, you know, there, there are generally places, a lot of places to get out of the heat
0: okay uh definitely keep that in mind i I planning on booking within the next few weeks, so I'll probably pick your brain a little bit to sure since you know you're a cruise aficionado. I may have to pick your brain and see if there are if you got any tips or tricks for me
2: sure thing, sure thing all right um, anything else go on on the trip man like
1: oh man uh not much we we it was it was pretty relaxing, and uh I wanted it to be. Be fairly relaxing. I will tell you this though. We there was one night um we went to uh something they call Love and Marriage uh show, right? And they pull they pull these couples uh, out of the audience and uh, and it's basically ask them questions and see if they match up what's what's on the questions. Uh, there was this one this one couple on there and they they made the show. They were they were married for 54 years. Jesus. 54 years and uh they were Probably the funniest couple out there. Um, the uh, one of the la- one of the questions that stands out, right, is uh, how many times have you had ice cream on this trip? I- and ice cream is a as uh, a it's it's another word for for having yeah. sex, right? And this <laughs> old couple they they get up there and and it's a two part question: is how many times have you had ice cream, and how many times would you like to have ice cream before the trip's over? And uh, both of them broke out, and this is day, what three? And uh, both of them broke out that they had had ice cream six times while on the trip already. And uh, the guy was like, "I want ice cream fifty, fifty times while i before the trip's over." And the and the wife was like, "I want it a hundred times." <laughs> I'm like that's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. I want to be like that when I get when we get old. You know. My
0: question is, how old were they?
1: They were, I mean, they were—they're were pretty old, uh, but they were—they were high school sweethearts. Okay, that's what. Only been with each other, and the—and you could see the love that they had for each other. That was just awesome. It was very awesome.
0: That's why I asked the question too, because um, I've been doing a lot of of research about. Remember I mean, we talked about about um, gender dynamics and, and, and mm-hmm. couples and how that. That kind of a bond starts to dissipate the more partners you have, especially for yeah. women, and that's why I asked like how 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 old they were because if they were high school sweethearts and they were just together, you know, just them them two, they'd never been with anybody else. That's what you get right there. Fifty four years and, and however many more they got going.
1: Yeah, they had another question that stands out, and I want to bring it up real quick too. They uh, they asked uh, what was the wildest place that you ever, uh, had ice cream, right? Uh, so, um, the, the director is looking over, looking over their shoulders and, uh, and he kind of tricks the, he kind of tricks the lady in the relationships like, Hey, he's, he's written down three things. I think you got to match him. So he hadn't written down three, three places. And, uh, so they, uh, they ask him, where's the, where, they ask her at the, whenever it comes to revealing answers, where are the, uh, where are the wildest places. Get her to name three of them she says uh the first one was on the on the kitchen table making dinner and then, uh so it's like all right the second one was on the front lawn breaking leaves
2: oh <laughs> this, my god <laughs> this is this
1: is awesome this is awesome right the third one really blew everybody away she says on our daughter's bed <laughs> <laughs> oh we lost it we absolutely lost it. It was it was great. Uh,
0: <laughs> see, I hope they weren't having dinner guests.
1: Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> it was it was pretty funny though. It was that's awesome. It was great. That
0: is awesome. Did you got? They were the ones that answered. You guys didn't get to answer.
1: Uh, so we we got to play along, okay. and uh, it was uh, basically what was it ten questions? I think something like that. See how many how many match out of ten. Uh, the wife and I did pretty decently, I guess. Uh, Matched four out of ten, <laughs> and uh, you know we're, we're pretty much in sync. So that's that's a that's a good thing.
0: That is a good thing. If you're playing baseball, you'd be batting four hundred.
1: I uh, know, right? That's uh <laughs> that's an all star right
0: there. There you go. Yeah, Hall of Famer. <laughs> Hall of Famer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Hall of Famer, I, you know, you you sent me that picture of you chilling on the deck watching the game. Man, that was awesome. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you were going to get to watch any football while you were there, uh, or while you were away. And what did you think of the games? I mean, I'm Chiefs fan. I know you're probably excited.
1: I was super excited. I was I was surprised. I was surprised by both games. Honestly, um, I was surprised how dominant the Chiefs were against the Ravens. Yeah, uh, it, it really surprised me and gave me a gave me a, a good sense of hope for the team um, coming up in the Super Bowl. You know and ecstatic ecstatic that they uh, that they won it. Uh, Lamar Jackson was still really good in the game. Yeah, he he really was. Uh, but the defense the defense looked crazily good. And then I was surprised at how far behind the Forty Nine ers fell with uh, with the Lions yeah. getting to see. A, I got to see a little bit of that game. Uh, not much, of course. I wanted to it was actually on my wife's birthday. So uh so I she went to take a nap. I went and watched the Chiefs play on the deck. <laughs> and uh and then uh and then when the uh when the other game came on, you know, I was I just kinda we went out into the, the piano bar there and uh just drinking, singing along, having a good time and I just kind of kept uh kept an eye on the score, you know, run to the run to the bathroom, see the see the score in the sports bar and then come back out.
0: Yeah frequent peas huh
1: yeah pretty much (laughs) but i was i was so surprised and then i last i had saw it was what 21 to 7 for the uh for the the lions i believe
0: yeah or 24 to 7 something like that
1: something like that and uh and i was like man that's (laughs) we might be we might be playing the lions we left the piano bar after uh, after it had closed because we closed it down that night and uh walked back up into the casino and I saw on the TV that the 49ers had come, had come back and won the game holy crap wow
0: yeah you know and i didn't really i didn't watch much of the uh the chiefs ravens game because i was working but i got to catch the the niners lions mm-hmm. and you can see uh in yeah. both of those teams in, in the lions and the ravens they're hungry. They're going to be yeah. around for a little bit, man. Dan Campbell has worked wonders with that team and Harbaugh of yeah. course always has the Ravens looking good. I think it's going to be it's going to be tricky with more with the Ravens than with the the Lions because there's really there there isn't a lot of tough competition in the uh in the NFC like there is in the in the AFC. I mean, you got to contend with Josh Allen and Tua and now, you know, the Ravens and Bengals. And there's there are so many teams that you gotta contend with uh for Mahomes and the Chiefs that I mean, what are you gonna do? But I think that the Lions are gonna be around for a long time. Maybe you could see that they that the lack of experience came into play in big games, in, in you know, postseason games. I think they just blew their load early and didn't follow up.
1: Yeah. I think so too. They, uh, they, they, they had to let off at, at some point. Uh, Jameer Gibbs was just going, just going crazy on them, and then they stopped running for whatever reason. Yeah, they could have just kept running that ball, and uh, if they made it, they made it. If not, then so what? So what? You know? Yeah. And it could it could have easily been a, a different game.
0: I think um, one of the big things, and again, I love Dan Campbell. He's probably my favorite coach right now, besides Antonio Pierce, but. He I think he's learned now that you have to make an adjustment from regular yeah. season to postseason, you know, going Definitely. forward on fourth down, you know, not taking points when they're when they're available. Uh, it's going to bite you in the ass, especially if you're playing against a rock solid team like the 49ers. And, exactly. I mean, even if, if they would have gone to the Super Bowl and tried that, the Chiefs would put up 50 on them. You're, you're just handing the ball back to to superstars. You know, Brock, I say superstars. Brock Purdy is a legit star now.
1: Yeah, He definitely is. He he does not get enough credit. And uh, and although that team, I mean, that team is absolutely stacked. Yeah. Absolutely stacked. Uh, but he does not get enough credit for what he does for that team. People call it a game manager. And, and I don't know why it ever got to the point where people calling a quarterback that's a game manager being a bad thing. Why is that negative? You know, I mean, you look at it. Mahomes is a game manager. Yeah. He just has that that flashy uh, skill style, you know. And 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 uh, Brock Purdy, man, he uh, he can he can be on it. Fun fact:
0: My daughter goes to the same high school Brock Purdy went to.
1: Oh yeah,
0: yeah, nice. Yep. Yeah. So, I think they're actually going to change the name of the football field. They're, they're, <laughs> no getting, they're putting in turf. Yeah, they're putting in turf over the summer. And I think they're gonna change the name of it. We'll see. If he wins the Super Bowl, it's probably already done. It's a done deal.
1: <laughs> I think it's I think it's awesome that uh two of two of my favorite teams uh show up in the Super Bowl again. Um I uh I've always had a, I've always had a love for the 49ers. Uh, I was a big Montana fan and Montana leaving was the reason that I became a Chiefs fan. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of, that's kind of wonderful. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my best friends, he, uh, he's a 49ers fan and, and, uh, we had to go through the whole, whole thing, uh, you know, just a few years ago. Uh, and, uh, luckily I came out on top. Yeah. Uh, we make a bet. We made a bet, uh, then and we're going to keep that same bet this time that the, that the, the loser has to buy the, uh, the winner, the, the championship hat. Okay. That they, uh-huh. that they put on the field. So, so that's, uh, that's, that's an awesome deal
0: yeah I like that I you know what um I grew I actually grew up a 49er fan I I won't go through the whole story of um when and why I switched over to the Raiders but it's I haven't been a lifelong Raider fan it was kind of a family thing that I had to become a Raiders fan so yeah um I can I can easily say now that my two least favorite teams are in the super bowl <laughs> officially, <laughs> you know, I, I, like I guess I grew up a 49er fan. So of course, being a Northern California, boy, I want them to, to do well. I definitely could go for a tie.
1: <laughs> go for a tie. Both <laughs> yeah, of them lose. <laughs> maybe, you know, maybe have
0: some sort of a weird phenomenon, weather phenomena or something in Vegas. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Know. You know, the game. Out. <laughs> Yeah. Something like that. I, you know, tsunami. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, something weird, sandstorm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Here you go. This is something this is something that's uh, that's driven me crazy over um over the, the past few weeks, right? Uh, you always hear the goat conversation. Right? Right. The goat conversation. There's a lot of people that want to say that Patrick Mahomes is the goat, and and then you get the the those that even though they despise Brady, they're Brady's the goat and uh and this that and the other you know you get the you get the goat conversation in every in every sport like you think about michael and lebron right well, i was watching the reason that I, I brought it up that i wanted to talk about the goat thing you talk to michael jordan ask him who he thinks the goat is he says will he says it's larry bird
2: okay i guess it is you know it's it's more it, it
0: has to be an opinion thing it has to be
1: yeah it, it is it has, I mean, definitely has, and, and definitely in most cases, you know, like you look at the who is the goat of college football coaching, right? It's it's hard to deny Nick Saban, right? Right. Yeah. But but you have an you have a, a solid argument for Bear Bryant, Bobby Bowden. You have a, you have a, you have a you have an even even tougher argument there uh, for for Eddie Robinson. Yeah. I mean, Eddie Robinson was a heck of a coach.
0: Yeah, you. Unless you are a diehard football fan, most people don't even know who Eddie Robinson is or where he coached.
1: Right, right. And that's unfortunate. That is so unfortunate. So unfortunate.
0: It is what it is, though. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't teach those things. Now, I'll say this: um, I, I listen to my like terms these days because, I, and I'm going to say because of social media, just because of how fast these things can travel. They're so watered down. Yeah. I, I was talking to my daughter and her friend the other day. We were watching a soccer game. And she kind of, she said this term that, oh, this player is goaded. like, D- what does that even mean? What does, what does that, does that mean? even mean? <laughs> uh, and her and her best friend, they were arguing with me. Uh, you know, I'm talking about WNBA players and
3: mm-hmm.
0: who some of the best uh, women's basketball players ever are. And to me, the best woman's basketball player ever, ever, ever to play the game, hands down. I'll give you one guess. Who do you think it is?
1: So uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the, um, she was a, she was the, she was the coach for, what was it Tennessee for a while? You're thinking about,
0: um, Pat Summit.
1: Yeah, yeah, Pat Summit.
0: Now for women's coaching, maybe. I, yeah, you know, but Laura VanDerveer is giving her a run for her money right now. But the best female basketball player. I mean, one I've ever watched, and, and two probably has ever grabbed a ball, is Cheryl Miller. Mm. I mean, multiple times she scored a hundred points in a game, multiple times. Yeah. High school, college, it, it's, it's crazy. There, if you like, they ask any player that's played against her, and they say she's the best, hands down, best woman's basketball player ever. When I heard my my daughter and her friends say that um, Kelsey Plum. Is <laughs> a goat I'm like She's been in the league What three four years Right I, I think even Cheryl Miller At like how old She is 55 54 Probably Shoot the lights out
1: on her Yeah Exactly Like
0: You know When it comes to When it comes to talking about the goat I think You kind of got to let things play out And it does It's it's cyclic it, it, You got to Yeah definitely It's opinion But Numbers don't lie If we're talking about championships Then we already know
1: Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't deny it if you're talking about championships and, and, but like, I don't even think Tom Brady's the GOAT, like my personal opinion, Joe Montana is as, as far as quarterbacks in, in the NFL. And, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why he he did it at a, at a totally different time, only played 16 years. Tom Brady took 23 years.
0: How many years did, did, did Joe Montana sit? He didn't sit. Tom Brady had to wait his
1: turn. Joe, Joe got sat uh, during the middle of his career because of injury. Yeah, no, no, but I mean early on. Yeah, uh, what? He came into the league, and uh, he, didn't, he didn't start as a rookie.
0: All right, so he was drafted in 1979. Good God.
1: And uh, so, yeah, he, uh, he became starting quarterback midway through the, the 80s season. He was, uh, he was, he was, backing up, uh his backing up to
0: I didn't know he didn't play an entire season due to injury at Notre Dame. Yeah, that's crazy. Montana appeared in all sixteen regular season games during his rookie season, and when we know Brady didn't have a chance because he was sitting behind um, Drew Bledsoe, and yeah. until Bledsoe got injured, that's when he, you know, that that's when he yeah. finally got his start. He uh, Montana came and started his second second year and started ever since then. He got a chance and he he took it. I had I had a, a love-hate relationship with Tom Brady just because of that stupid tuck rule in, in O2. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh, if he hadn't gone to Tampa and won a Super Bowl, I would say Joe Montana
0: was hands down the goat. Yeah. But because he did it, you know, everybody oh, it's it's Belichick system, it's Belichick system. He went to another team in another system.
2: Uh, with another offensive style and won a Super Bowl and almost won another one. Yeah. And that,
0: so, I mean, with that, I'm like, okay, I, I got to say.
1: I will tell you this. Uh, Tom Brady, definitely one of the greatest. And the argument, for sure, the argument is, is very valid for him being considered the greatest of all time in, at NFL quarterback. And anybody that argues completely against it, that's that's just asinine, right? However, you look at a lot of the rules that protect a quarterback now. And uh, it's, it becomes a totally different time from some of the all-time greats. Montana, Marino, you know? Yeah. Uh, things like that. So, I would like to see, what I would like to have liked to see is how would how would they match up in time together you know yeah there's no denying that in today's in today's world in the nfl you talk about the goat and you're talking about patrick Mahomes being possibly up in there right no nah, not yet he hasn't done what brady has done right now he is he has been absolutely fantastic he's the greatest one playing right now for sure but you you look at these incomparable right so Tom Brady, would he have would he have won it all in the time where, hey, the quarterback's an actual football player and we get to beat him up? Maybe. And I'll tell you, the saving grace for, for Tom Brady, the saving grace for Tom Brady would be his, his football IQ. His football IQ is it is one of the greatest out there, honestly.
0: Yeah, which is why I say, I mean, he went to a, a completely different offensive style and, and won a Super Bowl.
1: Yeah, he elevated that team, even though that team was that team was really stacked.
0: Yeah, let me ask you this though: in comparison, how many Hall of Famers did Joe Montana play with, and how many Hall of Famers did Tom Brady play with?
1: Yeah, we definitely have to wait to see. I mean, there's there's no doubt that you know Gronk is going to be a a first round Hall of Famer. um, Yeah, you know, Uh, and Brady, of course. It's going to be a first round, you know, first ballot Hall of Famer. You look at uh, you look at what Montana did in in uh, in, in the eighties with Jerry Rice. You know, Jerry Rice is the one that really stands out. He mm-hmm. was he was something else. But even that wasn't even his biggest target.
0: No, if if I could name uh, John Taylor, Roger Craig, they played with fullbacks too, and I can't even think yeah. of the fullback's name, uh, but the number of hall of famers that he played with in comparison to Brady's list of hall of famers is another thing. Yeah, I get it. The the rules are different and and we can we can even talk about uh the basketball situation uh, with MJ and LeBron. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, that that comparison and I I do want to get into that, but I look at could he do more with less? Regardless of the rules, regardless of the style of play because it's not just you know, it's it's all around. You still got to get the ball out, no matter what the rules are for the quarterback. You know, defenses will make adjustments. Early on when those rules changed, where you know, you, you breathe on the quarterback and you're getting a 15 yard penalty. I, I understand yeah. that. But now, you know, it, it's been years and then they, you know, defenses have been forced to make the adjustment, and they have. I have to I have to look at what did what did Joe Montana do with what he had and could he do what he did with—I won't say lack of talent, but with the available talent that Tom Brady has had around him. You know what I'm saying?
1: You look at it this way, right? When uh, when Montana was traded to the Chiefs, made the AFC Championship game. Yeah, with uh, with a Chiefs team that was that was really hurting. But I mean, they had Marcus Allen, and uh, and that was the that was the biggest. The biggest help that he had with, uh, with the chiefs. I love it that the very next year he goes in and he beats the 49ers and, uh, and freaking beats them heftily, yeah, in that season. So you know, I, I sit there and look at it, like, all right, give him you know, give him another, another year with a, with a chiefs organization that is still like really bottom of the pack or or, or at least low mid-level. Yeah. Whenever he went in, he he changed he changed the he changed the 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 team. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I'm not no there's no way that I would ever take anything away from Joe Montana. I mean the dude threw oh yeah when he got to Kansas City, I think he threw over five thousand yards with a bum elbow. Yeah. And and took him to the playoffs. So don't get me wrong. That the I mean, one of the greatest. But when you look at if if you asked me right now, I would say that Brady's Brady's one. And Joe Montana's too. That I'm, you know, just yeah. based on careers are different. But even even at the sixteen year mark, Brady had what
1: five Super Bowls already? He had three. He had three Super Bowls by the age of thirty. So he probably would have been. It probably would have been uh, been four, maybe five.
0: Hold up, check this out. I got I got a side by side comparison with stats. Tom Brady has played three hundred thirty five games. Joe Montana one hundred ninety two.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Brady has started 333 of those 335 games that he played. Uh, Montana, 164 of the 192 games. But that, Mm -hmm. you know, due to injury, being intermixed in. uh, Wins as a starter. Brady has 251. Joe Montana has 117. Losses as a starter. Tom Brady has 82. Joe Montana has 47. And, of course, the game disparity plays into that yeah uh, winning percentage tom brady edges him out .754 to .713 passing completions is a double tom brady 7753 joe montana 3400
1: and then in that one you look at the time yes. frame right you're you're talking about a time where we we ran to yes. pass as opposed to passing to run
0: yep and that's this is where those those weird rules come into play where you can't Touch the quarterback because Brady, I mean, he almost triples him in passing attempts with 12,050, and Joe Montana had Um, 5,391. And again, you know, they're running with a fullback and two top running backs. So, like you said, you Mm got it, you're running the ball to open up the pass. Uh, Completion percentage is right there. Brady at 64.3, Joe Montana at 63.1. Passing yards, again, 89,000 for. Tom Brady, 40,000 for Joe Montana. Different era. So you can't really look at that. Passing yeah. touchdown, same thing. It's almost triple. Touchdown percentage. So these are the stats that I look at where I'm like, okay, these things matter because I don't I don't really care yeah. about the overall total numbers because, you know, of rules, era, uh, styles of play. You know, Brady is playing with four and five wides. So, of course, he's going to have yeah. more more passes. But touchdown percentage. Tom Brady five point four, Joe Montana five point one. I don't even want to talk about the interceptions because it's you know Brady two twelve, Joe Montana one hundred thirty nine. But again, it's it's a different time. Interception percentage: Tom Brady one point eight percent. This is right here the key because they passed more. Joe Montana two point six int percentage. So
1: yeah, that's and that's definitely a, a top argument right there, right?
0: Uh, yards per attempt, Brady seven point four, Joe Montana seven point five.
1: You look at you look at all these stats, and when you break it down to you know, thinking about the the nuances of the of the game and how it yeah. changed, you know, they're they're pretty doggone mm-hmm. close. They're pretty doggone close. They're you know, and Brady and Brady probably edges him out on a lot of things.
0: QBR, uh, Tom Brady ninety seven point two, Joe Montana ninety two point one, and just based on the numbers that, that you can quantify uh, and, and actually compare in an in a, in a apples-to-apples way, not you know, passing attempts, passing yards, pass completions., yeah. but these, these numbers that really you, you can really get a sense, like QBR and um, interception percentage, touchdown percentage, those things, you, that's when you can see the difference. And again, these are the two best quarterbacks to play the game. Hands down. Definitely. Um, but I gotta give the edge to Brady.
1: Yeah, and and it's definitely understandable. Uh and and that's where it go back to it goes back to what we what you mentioned earlier. It's, it's a it's an opinion, right? Who's the greatest of all time? And it's an arguments that that you see as clickbait on on all these YouTube channels and, and and shows and stuff like that. Who's the greatest? Who's the greatest of all yeah. time? And if you look at stats through stats through the first six seasons. You could you could make that argument for Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you know, and uh, the only thing that I think the only thing that Tom Brady has on Patrick Mahomes in the first in the first six season or whatnot is three Super Bowls to to two, and uh, and but hey, those things matter to some.
0: This is and this is another reason why it's hard to to debate this. That that's your team, so if I talk to a Giants fan these dummies will try to tell me that Eli Manning is in the conversation
3: Oh, gosh <laughs> so no. it,
0: you know no. it, now i'm not t- again i'm not taking anything from away from patrick eli
1: Murray. was eli was a fantastic no, he quarterback wasn't. he was a fantastic no, he was. quarterback he was a fantastic quarterback he was he was able to lead that team to two super bowls and win them both by sheer luck
0: <laughs> <laughs> i watched I the NFC championship game with him versus the 49ers And I literally, I even recorded the game because I wanted to go back and make sure that I wasn't just being biased because of my hate for Eli Manning. Uh Uh, I had to watch the game a couple days later and I legit watched him throw six incomplete passes right into the numbers of a defender. And if that defender could catch, he would have had six interceptions. And and (laughs) literally, they won the game barely, but... I'm I'm watching him. He put the ball in the numbers of the defender.
1: Now Eli hasn't gotten a gold jacket yet, he right? Won't. And you don't think he will?
0: Not anytime soon. I don't think the he guy, will the
1: guy is a, a two time Super Bowl champion with two what didn't he get Super Bowl MVP both I don't times? Know
0: if he got it both times, no.
1: But how hard would it be to keep him out?
0: No, I, I agree with you. I mean but just I, I don't I don't know about right now. Like he ain't nah, a first ballot. <laughs> uh, Mahomes, I, could, I could say Mahomes is a, a first ballot.
1: Yeah, and we we ain't even close to seeing the end of him yet.
0: I'm gonna read you the just 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 comparing Eli to Peyton.
1: Oh God, don't do oh, that! No, don't I'm do
0: serious. that, Just with the awards, <laughs> um, Peyton Manning is in the Hall of Fame. They both mm-hmm. got two two championships, right?
2: Rightfully so. Rightfully yeah. so.
0: They both got two championships. Eli Manning has made the Pro Bowl four times. Peyton Mm -hmm. Manning made the Pro Bowl 14 times. Yep. (laughs) 14 times. 10 times All-Pro, five-time league MVP, Mm -hmm. two-time offensive player of the year. Eli Manning has done none of those things. None. He's never been All-Pro, never been the regular season MVP, (laughs) and never been offensive player of the year. And there's a reason for that. Yep. Of course, Super Bowl MVP twice to Peyton's, you know, Super Bowl MVP once, but <laughs> I'm yeah, i I'm looking at this. There's absolutely no way you can put this dude in the Hall of Fame anytime soon. I don't care if he won two championships anytime soon with no All-Pros, no regular season MVPs, no offensive players of the year. And those two Super Bowl MVPs, were because of the defense.
1: He led a team to to the Super Bowl twice. Super Bowl wins twice. He he's the leader of the team, general of the team, right? <sighs> he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a heck of a lot earlier than you think.
0: Maybe, maybe. <laughs> those defenses, those two Super Bowls that he won. I mean, think about the defenses that he had.
1: Yeah. Oh, of course. And then catching some breaks. Catching some breaks,
0: man. Do we need to talk about when they man. went to the playoffs with a seven and nine record?
1: Got a helmet catch. Gonna gosh,
0: yeah they they went to the the playoffs, won a Super Bowl with a seven and nine record.
1: Hey, I'm all for that. They won it. I don't know,
0: man. I just i i i don't like to do. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's my own personal situation with him because just because of his whiny ass attitude, not wanting to go to the chargers when they drafted him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely a, uh, a little pre bandana type of uh type of attitude when he, when he got there. Right.
0: Yeah. Like, like the NFL owed him something. It's like, yep. bro, this is a, a privilege and there are several players that would love to be in your position that would love to be drafted by any team. Exactly. And you know, you think that because your last name is Manning, you just you got you can say and do what you want. I'm not going to that team, right? I wish no other team would have picked him up. I wish you would have had to go to
1: the Canadian Football League
2: <laughs>
0: just because of that.
1: <laughs> well, there's one thing we'll definitely agree on: he is definitely not the goat.
0: No, absolutely not. No, no, no. <laughs> and and you know, we'll we'll wrap it up because we could go on forever with that. But I will say that if If you if if somebody says that Joe Montana is the greatest of all time, I'm cool with it. If somebody else says that Tom Brady is the greatest of all time, I'm cool with that. Right now, if you say anybody other than those two names, yeah, I don't want to talk to you.
1: It's like you would you would love to be able to say Marino being one of the great. I mean, he's definitely one of the greatest of all times, of course. Uh, But goat, no, no. no. Uh, Johnny Unitas, even maybe but no, no,
2: no. Top
0: five. Then, yeah, you got to lump those guys in, you know, but there are a lot of quarterbacks that could fall into that category too. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I I will say there's no question that one of those two guys, and you can interchange them, Joe Montana, Tom Brady, you could interchange them. One of those two guys will have to be.
1: I, I agree. I, I think that if you, if you have anyone other than those two in that conversation, at this current time, uh, it, is, uh, it is it is is an argument that you're going to have.
0: You're know? smoking some funny cigarettes,
1: right? Exactly.
0: Now, for basketball, this is a little bit. This is a, a little bit easier to squash.
2: Yeah. Um, I appreciate what LeBron has accomplished in the NBA. Mm-hmm. He ain't the goat. I'm sorry. Exactly. exactly.
3: I will
0: say. And this is how I shut down every single young person that that tries to tell me that he's better than Jordan uh, overall. And I don't care about the points because you you get those by default of playing since you were 18 years old. Yeah. Um, You know, Jordan went to college. But when you have to manufacture teams to win championships, I got a problem. If he had won a championship when he got to Cleveland, if he had stayed there and won a championship or two or three, mm-hmm. you know, they built the team around him and he carried the team in the city, then I would have been like, okay, cool. But he's had to jump around to to multiple places that already had all stars on the team. Yeah. To to get the championships that he's gotten. Again, not taking anything away from the accomplishments.
1: No. You say if you had to manufacture a team, right? So, so then, should we take away number seven from Brady? Mm. It's because of him that they had freaking Antonio and uh, and freaking Gronk. You know, come on.
0: No, football's I a little know. different, though. No, no, no. Football's <laughs> a little different, though, because you have to have an offense and a defense. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. They already had the defense. I was going to give you some crap there, man. No, no,
0: no, no. <laughs> I, I would, normally I would I would I I would agree, but um, you know, I mean. Gronk with back issues, Antonio Brown with whatever issues, <laughs> you know, <he's laughs> fighting with his baby's mom every other weekend.
1: We'll get into those issues later on, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> and, you know, getting naked and running off the field, stuff like that. It's like, oh, how, you know, the distractions would be more yeah. of an issue than, than anything. But with with basketball, it's a little bit different because you bring those players in and they're playing two-way. It's not, yeah. you know, you. I don't care if, Brady would have brought every single uh, offensive pro bowler from every other team. Mm -hmm. If, if his defense can't hold anybody, they ain't going to win.
1: Yep. I'll tell you this. I, I like LeBron. I I really do. I do too. Um, He is a dynamic player, a heck of a freaking heck of a freaking player. Um, He, he elevate, he does elevate a team as well. Um, But You know, there's just something that's there's something that's missing from him, uh, almost as if, you know, he's he's got that uh, it it is owed to me type of uh, type of mentality. You know what I mean?
0: No, and yes, I think he's recently developed that. And I will say he, I'm not a 100% solid LeBron fan. I appreciate him as an athlete. Yeah, and being a sports fan, I appreciate everything everything i mean dude's been in the league 20 years and you haven't yeah. heard a stitch of trouble been with yeah. the same woman all of his kids are are good kids like no no off the court issues whatsoever since the time he came in the league um i think though the hype like i i can't say hype because he's earned that hype yeah but the the crybaby yeah yeah. Uh, attitude has developed a lot more since he's i would say since
1: you think he's out there playing soccer all the flops come on yeah
0: yeah that's the part that i can't stand bro you're the biggest dude on the court the most athletic dude on the court and somebody barely like a
1: point guard can stick his arm out and you go flying off the court you know something that's something that's awesome with him though he uh you mentioned his kids and uh his kid is going to be in the draft this year, likely right this year or next 24. year. Twenty-four. Yep. Yeah.
2: So, I think he. Wouldn't that be kind of it. awesome? Wouldn't that be kind of awesome? Yeah. How
0: about this though? Because um, I think his other son might be a senior now, and if he comes out and plays one season of college basketball, and then they like let's say, junior stays in at USC for another year. And yeah. then Bryce comes and plays a year, and they both join the draft.
1: Man. <laughs> Two sons in the draft—that's crazy. Could you imagine that? And still, and still, really killing it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, honestly, how many how many years do you think LeBron has left?
0: I mean, legitimate. If it just depends. It depends on if the Lakers if they go to the postseason for the next couple of years. I don't think he has too many more years left only because he's been in the playoffs pretty much his entire career. So he's playing into late May, early June, every single season in 21 seasons. That's probably added five, five seasons to, to his career. Plus playing in the Olympics, playing in the FIBA, the worlds, the dude is constantly playing basketball. He really doesn't look like he's slowing down, but it's, I, I just, I don't see how you can, how you can do it? It's got to be longer. taking a toll
1: on him. It's yeah. got to be taking a toll on him. And I think when he's uh, not I mean, playing,
0: he's gonna have to be in a wheelchair.
1: <laughs> probably, probably. Dude, I mean, he's he's got he's got he's definitely got to not not slow down too much, right?
0: Yeah. yeah. I mean, we haven't seen anybody like this. I think he's got another two, three years in him, maybe. And if he can do that, then he definitely will play with his younger son.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's gonna be crazy.
1: And that would be that'll be just absolutely insane, absolutely insane.
0: Yeah. Now I'm gonna do this, and then we can <laughs> we can we can roll on from the goat conversation because I
2: could talk about this stuff forever. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put up side by side numbers for Michael Jordan and LeBron James,
0: and this is what I go by. I don't I don't really, I, you know, the era. Of course, it it matters, but. I want to look at stats. I want to look at how they the 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 quality of competition you played against, yeah. um, and what you've done with what you've had. Mm-hmm. I mean, even right now with where LeBron James is, and I can't tell when this when these stats were placed. Michael Jordan played one thousand seventy two games overall. LeBron James has mm-hmm. played thousand four hundred and sixty six games. In those games that they played, Jordan had averaged 30 points. LeBron has averaged 27. Total rebounds, LeBron's got him. And assists, LeBron's got him. Steals, go to Jordan. Blocks go to Jordan. And that's crazy because Michael Jordan's a smaller guard. Yeah. Uh, I mean, LeBron James is a forward, so he should have more blocks, but he doesn't. Uh, field goal percentage and three-point percentage. LeBron's got him edged. Free throw percentage is Jordan, hands down. Hands down. Yeah. Blocks per... Uh,
2: yeah, blocks. Again, Jordan's got him, like, by about a block total.
0: Now we go into the awards and honors. Uh, of course, six championships to four. Mm-hmm. Jordan made a All-NBA first team 10 times. LeBron's done it 13. Of course, he's played a bunch more seasons than him. Yeah. 11 time all NBA for Jordan. 19 times for LeBron. All defense. Jordan nine, LeBron six. Uh, MVPs. Jordan five, LeBron four, and he's played more years. Mm -hmm. Uh, Defensive player of the year. Jordan has one. LeBron has none. Jordan has six finals MVPs. LeBron has four. And 14 all-star games. and. Uh, LeBron has twenty. So,
2: if you talk about numbers over, like, if you if you just go year to year, it's I, no question who to go to is no I question. Mean, you, but no again, question.
0: it's it's going to be kind of strange to me because everybody says Oscar Robertson because he has yeah. ten rings. Um. But again, you look back, how many teams were in the league back then? There weren't very many teams. Um, Damn near every player on that Boston team, on those Boston teams, are Hall of Famers. Yeah. And so that's an asterisk. I'll I'll keep that for – if these two weren't in the conversation, then, of course, Big O would be my guy. But um, Jordan 1, LeBron 2 to me. Maybe when it's all said and done – It'll be the other way around, but.
1: And you know when you look at like opinions and stuff like that, and there's arguments made for so many more in basketball, mm-hmm. right? And uh, I don't have LeBron number two. A lot
0: of people don't. Steph Curry is right there.
1: I pre- I probably put freaking Wilt there. Yeah. And uh, and then probably after that, I mean, gosh, I mean, LeBron, LeBron's. Don't get me wrong, LeBron is definitely one of the greatest that have ever played the game. Uh, in in my opinion. Of course. Um, but you you look at how dynamic so many other players were as well. You can look you can you can look at Larry Bird. If I'll tell you right now, if I'm picking a team and my team is shooting, I'm picking Larry Bird. I'd yeah. probably pick i probably pick Larry Bird and then Jordan. And uh, I, I I think I would. Bird was, he was on it, of on it, he was. like from the, from the, from the boundary. You want to talk about somebody being more dynamic? Definitely Jordan and, and being more well-rounded. But if it was left just the shooting, just the oh, shooting, yeah, absolutely. I would, I would say Bird. But if you know, I'm building, I don't want to play board. I don't want to play Bird and horse. Of course, I don't want to no. play Jordan and horse either, but you know, I think I, I think I like my chances better with, with Jordan than Bird.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and he's gonna hurt your feelings while he's doing
2: it.
1: Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he's gonna he's gonna kill you while he's doing it. Yeah. I, so I mean, I, I can agree. Uh, Bird should be in the conversation too. I mean, he dude's one of my favorite players.
1: Yeah. And you and you can't you can't deny how 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 much magic changed the game. Right. Man. Yeah. Holy crap.
0: But either one of those two guys will tell you that Michael Jordan
1: Michael
0: is the best. He's, he's the best ever. Yep. Um, and and with, with basketball, you can also, you can, you can add a couple of other boxes in there. hmm You know, Larry Bird, while he was an amazing basketball player, he didn't do anything to change the landscape of the game.
1: that's yeah, true. That is true.
0: You know, Magic Johnson, while he was as dynamic as they come, even coming out of college, he didn't do anything to change the landscape of the game. Michael Jordan changed everything about the game. Everything. Yeah. You know, he 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 was an era in in his own right. He he was yeah. basketball from the time he got drafted until the time he retired. And still, mm-hmm. you know, he still has an impact.
1: You can make an argument for somebody that's changed the game. Look at Pistol Pete. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but but, but he's he's nowhere near as dynamic as any one of those.
0: No. And you gotta talk to somebody with with gray hair.
1: <laughs> that'll that'll understand. I got a little gray going like, on. Come on. Well, no, no,
0: I'm saying you do, but if you try to talk to a 20 year old or 25 year old, yeah, they don't they don't even
1: know who's they don't even know who the uh who the, the emblems uh actor, right? No, <laughs>
0: come on. No. <laughs> who
1: is that? I don't know.
0: I don't have probably no Jordan
1: or something. <laughs> The ancient guy. The ancient guy.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's that's what I look at when you know, when I when I'm looking, especially with basketball, this guy changed the entire landscape as well as one. Yeah, he came in and dominated every oh, and I mentioned the level of competition. You know, go go back. We were talking about how many Hall of Famers that Joe Montana played with versus how many Hall of Famers Tom Brady played with. How many Hall of Famers has Jordan, did Jordan play against?
1: Oh, God. You know what I'm saying? Oh Every God.
0: single team had two or three Hall of Famers. That's not the case right now.
1: You know, just uh, the other night I watched a, uh, I watched a, on YouTube, I saw the, uh, what was it, the 97, 98 All-Star game, uh, Jordan and, and Kobe. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. That yeah. was that was a fun thing to watch. I sit yeah. there and just watch that and. And uh, and you know I I I uh, I don't watch basketball religiously or or anything like that, especially especially pros anymore. Uh, but uh, gosh, that was fun just to pull that up and and watch it in its entirety. Yeah. Gosh, that was such a good game.
0: In that season, uh, Jordan versus Iverson, that was fun to watch. Yes, when the Bulls yes. and and uh, Sixers linked up. Oh man, watching. And, and you know, Jordan always guarded the best offensive player, but watching him try to keep track of, of Allen Iverson early on was just crazy.
2: Yep, definitely.
0: And the other thing, too, one thing I can say about LeBron um, is he may be this era's uh, Muhammad Ali or Kareem to a smaller degree than they were yeah. when it comes to using his platform to... To sound off for yeah, human rights, civil rights, um, you know, being able to 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 speak out. I don't think that that's something that Jordan would have done that's, yeah. you know what I'm saying,
1: Jordan was definitely a little bit more pc,
0: yeah,
1: I guess you could say, you know, uh, didn't want to do anything except for talking about uh, you know talking about the game and and leave his impact on the game. I, I, you know, and I mean, you you have to give you have to give kudos to to LeBron for, for stepping out and, and saying that he took a huge hit in fandom. Yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah. You know, and, and the good thing about him is it never seems so, it never seems so divisive him talking about it. No. Well, not, not never him. seemed so divisive. And, and I guess it depends on who you're, who you listen to. There you go.
0: That's what I was going to say. Like, and we can, we can jump right into politics with that.
1: We got something else we want to talk about before that because we have a big game coming oh, yeah, up this weekend. Yeah, we do.
0: Yes, we do. But it, it is it is one of those things that it depends on who you're talking to. Talking to, I just think that these days uh, I'm I'm kind of happy that he does use his platform because a lot of a lot of superstars don't, and I won't even just say athletes, but a lot don't. And he's not, you know, he's not pushing people one way or the other. He's just speaking up for the issues that are important to him. He, he, one thing that a lot of people don't get is, and I have to remind a lot of folks, because again, we've talked about this before, but I'm not, I don't subscribe to one party over the other. Mm -hmm. It's what works for me and my family. But people forget that he has two little black young men that he's raising. Yeah. And he has to look out for them. And he, he can speak up where people can hear him. And if something happens in the, in the news that is portrayed against somebody that looks like his son or perpetrated against somebody that looks like one of his sons, he has every right to speak out and say, Hey, you know what? I I do care about this. And now I'm not saying that your kids don't matter, but you know, this affects people that look like my boys, right? I have a platform. I'm going to say something because I want you to hear it. And I want you to understand that part. And I think, you know, That's that's something, that's something that he's done. That I will say probably since Kareem in basketball that nobody's done.
2: Hmm. Yeah,
0: but yeah, let's get let's get to this big game, man. Um, I know this is what you want to talk about, so I'm I'll let you run with it because I'm I'm unhappy.
1: Yeah, unhappy with the game. A lot of people are. A lot of I have seen so much chiefs hate over the past and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to get on the goat topic there cuz like I'm like just so many so many delusional chiefs fans that automatically say patrick's the goat I'm like come on really really he's he's got a long way to go yeah he's he's trending towards it but he's got a long way to go and uh and then uh but there's the hate Chiefs are Chiefs are slowly becoming the new Cowboys is one thing that I saw. <laughs> I'm like, nah, they ain't that bad. Come on,
0: <laughs> no, they're they're not that bad. And and you know what I will say that the Chiefs fans are a lot more sensible than Cowboy fans.
1: Oh gosh, yes.
0: I haven't seen a, a Chiefs theme song or I mean, you know the <laughs> uh Don't do the swag it. surf, but that's in the game. Like I got <laughs> so many Cowboy fans running around. Oh, we them boys. Like oh no. Come yeah,
1: on. we them boys. Gosh.
2: America's team,
1: right? <laughs> right. What makes you America's team? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, so so before I, we get to the predictions, though, I've got a few crazy facts for you. Okay. About this game, right? All right. Yeah. Number one, the Chiefs are coming off their sixth straight, sixth straight AFC Championship game appearance. Isn't that crazy? That is wild. They, yeah, they trail. They trail the Patriots. Only the Patriots have a, have more with eight. Now let me say
0: this real quick, because because you're a Chiefs fan and you're an SEC fan, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Can I ride the coattails of the AFC West since I'm a Raiders fan? Oh, the AFC West has been. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Come on, man. There no. <laughs> <laughs> you go, Patrick Mahomes. Will be the first player at his position to ever start four different Super Bowls before the age of 30. Jesus, how old is he? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, he's he's uh he's uh he's seeking his third ring at 28 years old. Wow, yeah, that's insane. All right, here you go. Uh, often held to a standard of his own, not. Unlike Tom Brady, during the legendary 23-year career, Mahomes has more combined playoff wins with 14 in a six-year span than any other quarterback. Okay. Andy Reid. Andy Reid is just the fourth head coach in the NFL history to make at least five Super Bowl appearances. Uh, the, so, like, here you go. Here's another, here's another thing that's, that's crazy about Andy Reid since becoming head coach in 2013. He, is, uh, he has had double-digit wins every year at Kansas City. Well, not every year, excuse me. Ten of his 11 seasons in Kansas City. Double digits.
0: Yeah, that, that doesn't surprise me, though.
1: The guy is a heck of a freaking football coach, yeah. right? Now, here's something uh, something about the 49ers. If the if 49ers were to beat the Chiefs, they would tie Pittsburgh Steelers and the Patriots for the most Super Bowl titles ever with six
0: if i'm not mistaken don't the niners have five right now
1: yep so if they if if the super Bowl if that's and that's a, that's a that's a 49ers fact so if the 49ers win they'll tie the steelers and the patriots with six this so is if the if the if the chiefs win it'd be only number four for the chiefs oh, so, okay i thought you were saying the chiefs fact. have had five gotta get i gotta get 49ers a little bit of uh, a little bit of props too right oh. <laughs> Yeah. Here you go. San Francisco will be the first team to have five different Super Bowl starting quarterbacks.
2: That's it's great. Brock
1: Purdy, Jimmy G, Colin Kaepernick, Steve Young and Joe Montana.
2: Yeah. Wow. Purdy will be the third youngest to ever start a Super Bowl in history at 24 at uh, at at 24. I can't believe. It. So wait, 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 wait. Brock Purdy, he was Mister Irrelevant, right? Yep. Is this one Supposedly. of your facts? Is it... <laughs> Is Supposedly, he the first right? Mister Irrelevant to start a Super Bowl.
1: It it seems so,
0: right? I don't know. Is that one of your facts?
1: No, that's not one of my facts. Oh. But
0: <laughs> yeah, but... I hate that title too, Mister Irrelevant. And you get drafted into the NFL, you got a shot because there are undrafted I... guys that make the Hall of Fame.
2: Yeah. He had what freaking Kurt Warner. Yeah. Come on.
1: Let's see here. Uh, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey has uh, this year has record- recorded his eighth straight 900 plus yard se- season. Jesus.
2: Yeah. That's
1: insane. Huh? That is crazy. Think he's going to be a first in. round, uh, first ballot? Oh, yeah. Of course. I mean, and we can get into the GOAT conversation with tight ends, right? God, there are a lot of them.
2: Yeah, and man, a lot I, of them. I I have I have an idea of who I would go with,
0: but I don't want to say right now because um, it's it, you know it's always the the last person that you've seen. Yeah, um, is you know of course right now is Travis Kelsey. If you were to ask somebody. Four years ago, it would have been Gronk, mm-hmm. um, but I, I mean, there are so many people that
1: so many great ones, and and here you go. If it's hard to pick against uh, against greats like Tony Gonzalez, yeah,
0: that's who. Holy that's crap. my guy. I think he's probably the best tight end I've ever watched. Play. You ain't
1: you ain't joking. Just dynamic, absolutely yeah. dynamic.
0: Him or Antonio Gates? Who? I mean,
1: yeah, Antonio Gates. Wow. Yeah. Gosh.
0: It, all right, uh, here you go.
2: Oh, right. Go
0: ahead. I was gonna say, I mean, you if you you look at uh, Shannon Sharp, uh Mike Shannon Ditka, Sharp, Jason Witten, uh, right? There's there's so many. There's so many.
1: Greg Olson uh, for the Panthers. Oh my gosh. Yeah.
0: So good. Yeah. Jimmy Graham, Ozzie Newsom. Right? Like
1: they, so they, many good ones.
0: The guys that people forget about. One guy. So many. Old, old, old dude. And you probably won't even know who this guy is.
2: You know who Todd Christensen is? Todd Christensen. This... Who did he play for? You don't remember? Uh uh-uh. uh. So I'll just say he, he,
0: <laughs> I don't even want to tell you who he played for because then you're going to make fun of me on um, how I knew this.
2: How'd you know this? Come on.
0: Because he played for the Raiders, man. Oh, it was the Raiders? Yeah.
1: Oh, nobody cares about the Raiders. <laughs> but, so, they're going to go for
2: <laughs> Yeah, but, I mean, the this was back
0: before they really used tight ends as pass catchers. Yeah. Um, and he was Just the occasion. Multiple-time All-Pro. Um, won the Super Bowl with the Raiders twice. Yeah. Um, again, before they used tight ends as – uh, pass catchers he led the league in in uh, receptions twice
2: mm-hmm.
0: so you know I would have to lump him in there at least in the top three or four because he was doing something that no other tight end was doing back then at the at the
1: time mm-hmm. they, it go. we go back to the time frame yeah argument like right? what did he
0: do I, I, in that how time, did they like, how
1: did he make the game better did he yeah. transcend the position you know
0: yeah you're not going to see a blocking tight end, as yeah. you, you know, in that conversation. So just looking at uh, at what he's done, and and I mean, you might hear his name because he'll probably be broadcasting the Super Bowl, but nobody really like unless you unless you watched football back then or you're a fan of the team from back mm-hmm. then, you wouldn't know how good this dude was, right? But yeah, it's. I mean, it's crazy. Oh, and the, and the other thing too, um, if I'm not mistaken, he, when he got drafted, I think he might have played major league baseball for a couple of years before coming to the Raiders, which is crazy.
1: <laughs> yep. So, yep. Then getting into the goat conversation with Bo Jackson. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Definitely, definitely, arguably the best athlete of all time.
0: Yeah, I would say Jim Brown, but
1: maybe Jim Brown yeah yeah so here you go some more stuff right because because how uh, how how deep you go into this let's look at the kickers right kickers okay. for uh, for the 49ers Jake Moody Jake Moody was a third round pick this past year he has he now has the longest field goal by a rookie at 57 yards
2: that's crazy right? isn't that crazy
1: now Harrison Bucker on the other hand Chief's uh, Chief's field goal kicker. That dude is he is a beast. Mister, he's he's Mister Dependable, right? Yeah. He went thirty three for thirty five this year, and just knocked it out right. So that just tells you how deep they just uh For this past year, was ninety four point three. Jesus. That just that just goes to tell you, and both of these teams have huge like like. Great defenses, absolutely great defenses. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be and fun to like, see. It's gonna be a fun game. It's really gonna be a fun game. I, I think it is anyway. Um, and before we get to our predictions on this, right? Because we got to make some predictions. The Chiefs are going to be in red in the red home uniforms. Okay, San Francisco will be wearing the white jerseys. Here's a here's a fun little stat, right? Teams wearing white. Have gone sixteen and three in the past nineteen Super Bowls. Interesting, huh? Yeah. Interesting.
0: Yeah, it, I, I mean, if you believe in those things.
1: If you believe in those things, right? If yeah. you believe in those things, I'm looking forward to this game. I really am. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I'll, I'll be doing homework during it as well. Part of my part of my broadcasting homework is is to look at the look at all the uh look at all the advertisements and i've got to talk about the advertisements yeah so That's, that shouldn't uh, be too I mean,
0: difficult though i mean isn't,
1: it's not gonna be too too difficult but i'm gonna have to have a pen and a piece of paper with me and maybe drink a little less i guess
0: <laughs> there you go i mean but isn't that isn't that why people watch the super bowl is the commercials
1: a lot of people watch it for the commercials yeah a lot of people watch it for the commercials right so like so Given I all, given the all of this stuff, uh, all these fun stats, right? All these fun stats. What we know about the teams. Who have you got this year?
2: Okay,
0: <laughs> I don't know if it was you or if it was somebody else that sent me some stupid video of a guy that, like, looked at the the Super Bowl logo and the yeah. colors. Was that you that sent that to me?
1: I don't. Oh no! Did I send you? I sent it out to a few people.
0: You probably sent it to me, <laughs> where it showed like, oh, this, you know, this is the primary color of the Super Bowl logo, and then here's the secondary color, and uh, which means that these two teams are going to go to the Super Bowl. Now they had,
1: yeah. um, they had this Detroit year. It was and red Baltimore. and this year it was. Re- I think it was red and purple, wasn't it? Uh, let me t- let me take a look
0: because I could have swore. Yeah, it might have been red and purple but i thought i thought yeah so it would would have been the 49ers and baltimore yeah um and that he's like yeah yeah you know this is uh this happens and these people went and (laughs) and after the asc title game i'm like okay you know i don't i don't buy into these things and yeah yeah, it's red and purple with purple being the the dominant color and Mm -hmm. um which meant that the uh the ravens would win the super bowl yeah <laughs> so yeah nope i i don't i don't buy into a lot of the uh the uh, a lot of that superstition stuff the white jerseys i i would have to look to see where they played playing in vegas no i know they're playing in vegas oh. this year but you know last year of course it was here oh yeah and you know why what what would lead into uh, the white jersey. So I, I like to get to the foundation. You know that if it's yeah. if they're playing in in Chicago in a in an open stadium, okay, you're wearing a white jersey. You might be, a, you know, it is if it's snowing, might be a problem. Yep. If if there's light shining into the stadium, it might be a problem. I, I look at things like that. Now, with all of that nonsense said, um, I'm I'm going with the 49ers. Well, the 49ers, uh, I, I think just watching the uh the the last game how hungry they looked they looked solid they looked loose um i don't think the chiefs panicked but uh the niners did not panic by any stretch they could have easily folded and, and laid yeah. down uh they were down big at half and they just mm-hmm. climbed right back into the game just you know methodically uh came back in and i think that most people already thought that Brock Purdy was way in, way over his head. Yeah, I don't think so, man. I think this kid is built for this, and you know, I just I think that it's it's just their time. You know, McCaffrey is running like a madman. Uh, Debo is balling. Ayuk is balling. Yep. Not, not again. Not to take anything away from the Chiefs, but I, I just. I, I all around, I just feel like the Niners are, are going to dominate the game. And it ain't going to be a blowout, but I just think they'll win. They'll squeak one out. Nice. I already know who you're going for. So we don't have to.
2: <laughs> Do you
1: really? Do you yeah, really know think, who I'm going for? I, <laughs> I know who I hope for. I think I, think I might have a, a, an inkling. I know who I hope for. I try, I, try to, I try to always be one that doesn't let my my fandom get in the way.
0: Unless it has to do with Alabama,
1: even with Alabama, even with Alabama, I'm 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 fairly realistic when it comes to these these kind of picks and everything, and uh, even to the point of uh, pessimism, I guess you could say. So, uh, I will tell you this: I hope, I hope that the Chiefs are able to stop Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I think that Christian McCaffrey is going to be the key to the game for the 49ers. if. If they, if they keep running Christian McCaffrey and the Chiefs are not able to stop him, it's going to be game over for the Chiefs. Now, with that being said, uh, Spags is pretty good at, at making adjustments. Uh, he really is. And, uh, and our defense has, has kept us elevated. Defense has kept the Chiefs in it this year. This is the worst record for the Chiefs since Mahomes has been on the Chiefs,
0: what are they eleven and six? Yeah, yeah. That's so that's crazy. It's crazy that it, you even would say that. That that's the worst record. They lost. Isn't games. that isn't that insane? Yeah.
1: So so with that uh, with that being said, um, I think this has all the tells of being a defensive game. Yeah, but I don't think it's going to be. I think this is going to be a back-and-forth, offensively-ran game with Christian McCaffrey going crazy for the 49ers, Pacheco going crazy for the Chiefs, the Chiefs having to catch the ball some, right, which they've been doing lately, luckily, right, And, uh, and then trying to hold off the 49ers with Brock Purdy doing what he does with giving them that extra element and with an all-star cast on their offense. Yeah. Um, I hate to make this prediction, but I think the 49ers win this one. And yeah. I think it's going to be a close one.
0: Think about this, man. You got bookend defensive linemen. Chase Young and Bosa? Yeah. <laughs> Gosh.
1: Yeah. It's just... That is a stack, That is a stacked team that got there a few uh, got there a few years ago and and lost it to Mahomes and and miracles and everything and could have easily won it. Uh, but they have a different element in Brock Purdy. I think Brock Purdy leads this team. This young man has something has something special and uh, and constantly being called Mister Irrelevant and. And being told that he's just the game manager and being told that he's not anything special, um, I think, unfortunately, that the 49ers are going to beat my Chiefs. (laughs) I hope not. I really hope not. I'm going to be rooting for the opposite. Yeah. But I I think the 49ers beat the Chiefs and Brock Purdy is Super Bowl MVP.
0: That would be great, especially here, because, I mean, I'm sure then my kid will get it. Couple of days off of school. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I just honestly, as good as as the Chiefs' defense is, I'm I'm looking at the Niners' defense, man. Fred yeah, there's Warner, something special too. Bosa, um, Chase Young, um, who else they got? Talanoa Hufanga as a safety.
1: I think he's out, isn't he? I don't think he. Oh, he had. A I think he's. Uh, he's. He got. He, he tore his Achilles, didn't he? Wukonga? I don't think Didn't he, did. he isn't he the one that tore his Achilles.
0: No. But I mean, if he's out, he's out. But you I mean, Dre
1: Greenlaw, Eric Armistead. Yeah. Either way, they they are stacked. They're absolutely stacked. And it's gonna be it's gonna take one heck of an effort for the Chiefs to win this game. Uh not saying that they can't do it. I think that they I think that they can. When they when they play their best, they they look like they could dominate anybody, you know, any other team. Uh, and when they play their worst, they look like they could lose to every other team, yeah. and uh, and that's that's one of the reasons why I I'm picking the 49ers. I, I don't really trust the Chiefs right now, and uh, I don't trust their I don't trust their uh, their their wide receiving core. Uh, tons of talent, but uh, but they're getting it together at the right time. Uh, but you still. You can't go against what the 49ers have.
0: Ah, and I mean, you you're not you're not gonna stop um Kelsey. Really. I mean, if Valdez Scantling can do anything. You can
1: you, can, so you can call him a pro all you want to, but he he plays backyard football, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I mean, Rashid Rice has just come out as a rookie and and started really, really doing what the team needed him to do.
0: I really like that kid.
1: So so it, it's it's gonna but I think I think it's gonna be a fun game. Yeah. I really do.
0: Now I'm looking at uh you're probably not gonna like this, but I'm looking at the injury report. Listen to this. Chiefs got Chris
2: Jones, Isaiah Pacheco, Almenu um, is out. Joe is yeah, out. Yeah, Sky Moore
0: questionable.
1: Sky Moore probably won't make it back into the game.
0: No nah, Willie Gay, he
2: he might play. Sneed um, might play.
1: Sneed'll play. Uh, and uh, I think that uh, I think that I think everybody's gonna be playing except for Sky Moore and um, uh, I w- I hope that uh, McKinnon gets back in. I don't think he will. He's on the IR, but like he was, he was on his twenty one day. And uh, it would be awesome if they could get him back in. He's the one who kneeled last year, yeah. short of goal line to to seal the deal for the Chiefs.
0: They don't even they don't even show him on the injury report. Uh, Valdez Scantling, something's up, but it doesn't say. Uh, Rice, there's something going on. I I got a question. How the hell does Blaine Gabbert? Oh, kind of oblique injury. Yeah. <laughs> Blaine Gabbert, how?
1: What did he do? I have no idea. Stepped on a ball. Yeah. Wow. Picked up a clipboard wrong. Picked up a clipboard. He carried uh, carried Mahomes' uh, water to him.
0: Yeah, gave him that bad massage. I <laughs> see who it's... I don't. I don't really see anybody. Yeah, there's there's nobody on the Niners that that looks like. I mean, besides Kittle, and, and um, Kittle Oren Burks, which I mean, they really don't need Oren Burks back right away. Even if he just comes off of the bench, he'll be fine. Uh, Ambry Thomas with an ankle injury. Eric Armstead, that one is going to be tough because if if he has a foot and ankle injury, he can't push off. That's going to be bad. Yeah. And Trent Williams, old man Trent, he's just getting rest. (laughs) Yeah. So he'll probably be back. But it's, I I hope that all these guys, um, are able to come back in. A lot of the Chiefs players, besides, um,
2: Thune and um, Aminu uh, no practice. Yeah, everybody else uh, limited or full practice, so
0: they're they're going to be good to go.
1: It's going to be a it's going to be an interesting game. I I'm I'm quite positive it's going to be an interesting game.
0: You got any scores, or are you just thinking Niners win?
1: Oh man, I it, it's hard to it's hard to even say. Like I said, I think it's going to be an offensive game. Um, not really high scoring, but not low either. I'm thinking like, you know, something like maybe 35 to 35 to 31 or something, you know, something odd like that. (laughs) I'm going to go
0: 24-17 Niners.
1: 24-17 Niners.
0: Yeah. And the Chiefs will have a chance to pull it out in the end, but Travis Kelsey gets tackled short of the line to gain. Oh, that's uh, uh, that's down. quite
1: specific. <laughs> hey, I got the script. Start playing "Shake It Off" as soon as he does. Huh? I got the script. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't send it to you? <laughs> no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. I don't want to. I don't want to look at it.
0: <laughs> yeah, speaking of "Shake It Off," I, man, I, I think we talked about this too before. Um, I I've talked to so many people about this whole the, the Taylor Swift situation, and my thing is. It ain't it's not her fault. I was upset about it before yeah, and I joke a lot about it. Um
1: It definitely isn't her fault. No. Nah. I, I don't blame her, but uh but I I hate the networks how they uh how they make so much out of it. Yeah. Um but on the other hand, it's getting a lot of uh it's getting a lot more uh fandom to football, if you will. Yeah. Uh, those that would normally not want to watch football with their dads, you know. Little girls coming in there and oh, I'll watch football. Okay, yeah cool. And, and that's and that's something awesome. Maybe they'll maybe they'll stick with it. I hope not. But <laughs> be honest with you, I
0: hope they just move on to something else.
1: Well, like... I'm talking about I'm talking about the fandom as oh, opposed fandom. to okay, yeah, yeah. as opposed to uh as opposed to just Taylor Swift. You know, this
0: and not to get too heavy, but this brings up another issue that uh that I have a problem with when it comes to uh sports and and the highlight of things that aren't really a part of the game, yeah, uh, that you normally wouldn't see if if they if the networks didn't pan over to the booth that Taylor Swift was in, would you even know she's at the game? No no, no, and this is something that I was saying back when Kaepernick was playing, um you know a lot of a lot of so called fans or people that that didn't like this whole situation with the kneeling thing. Mm-hmm. um if the network didn't highlight these things you wouldn't even know that the players are are kneeling even if right. you were at the game you wouldn't have paid attention to it right so this is when where i you know i always look deep at things when it comes to stuff like this this is where when we talk about the media being able to influence uh things this is the type of stuff that we talk about we usually just yeah. talk about news But this is the stuff that I'm talking about, where nobody, I mean, yeah, Taylor Swift is a massive uh, worldwide pop star. um, But nobody would know that she was going to games if the networks, the media, wasn't pointing the camera up there every time Travis Kelsey made a play. Exactly. And And look at how it's moved the needle. Look at how it's made either people watch the game or dislike Taylor Swift even more.
1: And that's something that drove me crazy. Even even with the whole Kaepernick thing, right? I would get asked my back then. I get asked my opinion on this and and everything, and it kind of surprised a lot of people. I'm like, well, let him do what he wants to do, you know. It, and I and I always said that I hope I hope it's for the reasons that he that he says it's for. I I always said that I thought the timing was odd, and the way that it played out was odd. Um. But he he brought he brought a you know a whole new level of of attention to issues that are going on in this country. Yeah. And yeah. uh whether you agree or disagree that that it's more of an issue uh, than of it was or or whatnot, you know, there's no denying what it what it what it caused.
0: Yeah. And I mean we can we can get into the um the level of um, what the issue actually is, it whether it's a big issue or not, because if you don't live it, you can't you won't understand. And and, you know, that's a whole other that that'd be a whole other three hour conversation. But yeah, again, it, going back, like I, I say this to people every single time they talk to me about it. It's like, I mean, let's say you weren't watching the game mm-hmm. and they didn't highlight that. Would you even know that it happened? No, you no, wouldn't know, not at all. You wouldn't know he could be over there and have on a uh, leopard pants and you could be in the stadium and you wouldn't even know until they put him on a jumbotron. So those are the types of things like, why, why does it matter to you? You wouldn't even exactly. know there's somebody doing something goofy right now. You
1: don't know. Exactly. It doesn't directly affect you. I get asked all the time. I you, uh, you know, you served in the army and you did this right here and, and doesn't that make you mad that you? Like, no i I served in the army to protect his right to be able to do that. Come right. on. And yeah. I mean, that's that's freedom of speech, freedom of expression. I, I I served in the army to make sure that we didn't have to stand for a pledge of allegiance or or uh, or the national anthem if we didn't want to. Yeah. You should want to. You should want to stand for these things if you have if you have that kind of that kind of pride in everything in the country. Sure. And and the argument can be made for that, but that's a personal, that is a personal decision. It's exactly. not something that has to be done.
0: Well, I mean, I have pride in this country. And if I want to sit down,
1: exactly. I, I, t- t- sit down. I tell everybody all the time one of the worst things about going to a movie theater on base is having to stand for the doggone national anthem before yeah. the movie theater. I want to go there and relax. And 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 I'll probably piss a lot of our a lot of our listeners off like talking about talking like that but it's 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 doggone truth
0: yeah and it, My, you, here's okay. the thing. oh go ahead sorry tony
1: I, i'm just saying it's like it uh it it drives me crazy that uh that people don't realize the the freedom of the freedom of expression that we're supposed to have in this country and it's supposed to be universal right yeah and uh while i don't I don't like certain aspects of it. It is what it is what we're is what we're all about. It's what makes this country special, right? Supposedly.
0: Yeah, supposedly.
1: It's, it's what's supposed to be making this this country special. Is so we have that freedom to to badmouth our government. To badmouth those that badmouth our government, right? Yeah. That's what's supposed to make us special.
0: The problem though, and this is where I it's why I can't, I, I can't subscribe to either side is m- fuck your feelings. <laughs> right. I don't, I don't care that that something like that hurt your feelings. It doesn't matter. You know, a, you, I, I don't know. Somebody wearing a swastika could upset me, but guess what? It's their freaking right to wear it. I don't exactly. care. It, it's, you know, it is what it is. Like
1: as long as, as long as that person is not trying to do any intentional harm to me or somebody else.
0: Yeah. Do
1: whatever you want to do.
0: I, and and we, we have gotten so soft. Like visual yes. things hurt your feelings. Right. You heard that this person did that and it hurts your feelings. Exactly. Like, come on, man. I mean, I, 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 I could go on and on about this particular subject. But like you said, you know, I get asked all the time too. Well, what do you feel about that? You're a soldier. I don't care. Yeah. I really don't care. I got bigger things to deal with.
1: Exactly, I got more to worry about than if some pop star or some athlete is doing something that they feel is right for them, yeah i got I got to deal with the things that I feel right in my life,
0: yeah, and also if if it's something that you care about, why is it okay for that to happen when you care about it? exactly, but when no, when somebody, when it's something that's important to somebody else if it hurts your feelings a tiny little bit, it's not okay. Yeah. Like those are the,
1: yeah. And here, and here you go. Well, I'll tell people that with the, with the Kaepernick thing, I didn't like it, but I don't, I, like I said, I don't, I don't care. My biggest concern with it had nothing to do with the message. It had nothing to do with, uh, with, with, uh, with being against the national anthem or anything like that. And, uh, My, my big thing was what are the ramifications for kids after this? If you're the kid that wants to kneel in a, in a, in a group that, you know, in a group that everybody's all gung ho, you know, all about the, uh, all about the the flag and standing for it and everything like that. If you're the kid that wants to kneel, what does it mean for them? Or vice versa? If you don't kneel for, for this, right? The kids are the ones that, that it really bothered me. It's like, okay, how are the, How are the kids going to treat this? Because kids can be mean, man. Kids yeah. can be absolutely vicious. Would they Will they understand if that person that's supposed to be their friend is doing, you know, either kneeling or not for for whatever their, whatever reasons in their heart, and it's not automatically hatred towards you? And uh, that was always my concern.
2: Yeah. My my thing is, I I look at it a little bit deeper. Again, uh, I can't worry about any kids but my own. So yeah. I take it upon
0: myself to educate the kids on what's happening. Now, also, if it wasn't highlighted, would they even know about it?
1: Would they even know? You would know? they even
0: know? So we wouldn't have to have that conversation. But the problem is... Uh, a lot of people are are too afraid to to talk about what the actual motive behind that whole situation is. That's yeah. all you have to do. You don't have to like not worry about you know anybody else's kids because that that you're not going to be able to to do anything about you that. You can't.
1: You can't change that. You you know you want to have like a, a some sort of protective nature to kids of the future, of right? So of you course. definitely and and you can't trust that everyone's going to teach their kids the same no. what i would do what i always did in this is hey look right. there's two Hold sides right. to everything there's two right. sides to everything and let you understand where i'm coming from with this and this is why this is happening and some people feel feel deeply about it so if they want to do this let them do it yeah if you want to do it do it but here's the thing i, I think we've
0: gotten these days we've gotten into this this mindset of i'm not going to educate my kids on anything until it's highlighted and it's a problem that is true there are there That's are true. things going on right now you know, I raise my daughter now—the one that's left in the house—completely different than how her parents or her friends' parents raise her friends. Yeah. And I can't worry about that. I just have to be able to trust that my daughter is going to take the teachings that I give her and make the right decisions, no matter who she's exactly. hanging around with. Exactly. Uh, you know, there. I can't. You. We can't control everything, and I think we we worry ourselves or we create this. False barrier, because a situation may be too hard to talk about. You know, well, like what you just said, and I don't know, I I don't know if that's your view or if that's somebody else. You know, like you're, you know, maybe thinking about how somebody else might react to something similar to the Colin Kaepernick thing. That you know, there are two sides to everything. But I, I would carry continue that and say, you know, here's. I actually find out why this is happening not that oh, there man. are two sides to everything because there there's there are there's right and there's wrong
1: but there's obviously there's always so many different shades of gray
0: not really not when it comes here's to a, this and almost here's always right you and i talk before we record and and even yeah. throughout the week we we talk about things and you ask me how i feel about certain things and i and and uh you know i'll ask you how you feel about certain things yeah There are times where sometimes you just got to sit back and listen. You know, you don't always have to react to, you don't have to have a knee jerk to everything that you don't understand. Sometimes you just got to sit back and listen. And I think that was the biggest problem. And I'm just going to say with white people that didn't agree or understand what was going on. Now the message might've been kind of shit, but the purpose There is no gray area. This has been going on for years. Oh, definitely. If you, you know, if you sit back and you listen and you digest everything and, and you really, really look into what's going on, then, and only then can you get a full understanding of, okay, now I get why this is happening. It's right or wrong. Yeah. What what really bugged me was that these people cared more about a piece of cloth and the flag. Okay. You know, it's a piece of cloth. It is a, it's symbol, a piece of cloth, but it's a piece sure. of cloth.
1: Exactly. You care it it more is a about symbol.
0: that piece of cloth than another human being and uh, their treatment. And, and you yeah. claim to care about Americans. He's an American. doesn't mean that he hates America.
2: He's exactly. just saying,
0: you know, let me go back. We, we fought in this country together. You know, we, we've done things together uh, under that flag in, in uniform. We swore a constitutional oath. Now, if I'm not wearing my uniform or if people don't know that I served, uh, they look at me like I'm a second-rate citizen just because of the, the color of my skin. And it is what it is. That's what it's going to be like. But that happens. And if I tell somebody that, you know what their their, their reaction always is? Oh, I shouldn't be like that. It shouldn't be like that. Well, it is. And you know people that are like that, but you don't say anything yeah. to those people.
1: And that's that's it. That's the that's the big problems, right? We got we have to figure out how to change the culture, right? And and I believe that we are miles beyond where we were, miles beyond. If if people that fought for it back in the civil rights era saw where we are today, they would say, "Hey, wow, we've 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 come a long way." But there's still a lot more to do. There's definitely a lot more to do.
0: I would say it appears that we've come a long way. It's It's kind of, it's, it's shifted. And I, and I say that because back in the fifties, a black person could buy a house. Yeah. 2024, a black person can buy a house. Back then you can be overtly racist. You know, you could find a way to not put that person in this neighborhood. Do you know that uh, last year there was a family in, I want to say somewhere in Northern California. They were selling their house. I don't know where they were moving, but they were trying to sell their house. They had all their family pictures of black family and the appraiser came in and appraised their house significantly lower than the comps in the neighborhood, right? They knew this. So they went and had their, their friend put their family photos up and got another appraiser. And do you know, after they did that, their house appraised for almost $300,000 more.
1: Holy crap. Oh We got to see that now. $300,000 more. Yeah, I'll pull the story. Send yeah. me that one now. But but, but yeah, so like, I'll, I'll tell you this, growing up and in those Alabama. Aren't, those and aren't one-offs. You, growing up in Alabama, you used to hear all the horror stories. Oh, well, if black people move in the neighborhood, the price of the housing, the, the value of the housing is going down. You hear it all the time. All the time. When you think that having a a diverse neighborhood make the value go up, right yeah but but we've like i said we've the culture is is what has to change, right, and the culture is to try to get away from from making a thought in our kids' minds, right, of course and uh and that's what i i try to do i like i've told you before we you know growing up in alabama where i was you you always caught these nuances of of racism injustice and everything and and i didn't want i had to make you know i that stuff gets ingrained in you it does and so like you see the uh you see the uh the the things going on like that and uh I'm pulling it up now here. But like you see those things that go on like that. And uh you have to think, what how do I want my kid to to treat the world? That's something I tell them all the time, just treat everyone with dignity and respect. Yeah. No matter who they are, what they what they believe in, and and they should treat you the same. If they treat you treat you worse, then fine. Fuck them
0: and that's what it boils down to and because you're going to you're going to find those weirdos in in every every background every culture but the yeah. the thing the thing about it is we got to stop the cop out we have to stop the cop out that well you know it, it it's that's it, it always happens or you know that that's just one time and we got to stop that Um. Yeah. you know i 100% believe that if you take care of the situation where you're at
2: we could start to make a dent in it. Yeah. You know, I know, I know that I have friends,
0: white friends that will go to a family dinner and have uh, relatives that use that language. (laughs) They use those words that we don't speak of, you know, about any, any, any sort of group. And nobody says anything. Oh, that's just uncle Johnny, or that's just aunt Sally, you, you know? And it's like,
1: Holy crap, yeah, looking at yeah. these numbers on this article, you sent me, wow, saw a listing for five hundred fifty thousand let's see at market at the time of appraisal 995000 nine hundred ninety five thousand less than a year earlier applied for a previous mortgage at the house appraised for one point four five million dollars, yeah, it's insane,
0: and if you know Marin, then you know that that's that's about right where it needs to be,
2: yeah. that's that's just insane how does how does
1: something like this get to get to go on you know
2: well again it's because it's it's a systemic issue yeah
0: and again this lady had her inherent biases and it's because her family probably knows this nobody called that that appraiser on it ever yeah she takes it takes it into her day-to-day life you know she probably if she sees a young black kid walking down the street in jeans, uh, tennis shoes, and a hoodie, she, she her blood pressure probably automatically rises. But it's because yeah. it's because nobody's called her on her bullshit, and nobody's let her know. Like that's not okay. It's not okay for you to automatically judge somebody based on on their appearance. Fuck your feelings. Yeah. and you know, it, like we we don't ever have those uh those tough ass talks. We we we're too afraid. And again, not not even just having the talks. I go back. Sometimes you just gotta sit back, shut up, and listen. If somebody is telling you something that, that this has been going on for years. Yeah. And nobody has tried to listen. I listened to Richard Pryor um when he his his uh special live at the fillmore. Mm-hmm. check it out. If you go and you it. listen to it, <laughs> love it. You would think that he recorded that in 2015.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: 2016, 2017. This was in 1972. Yep. And and the, the exact things that he's talking about are are exactly what's going on now. You know, he's afraid to get beat up by the police. That ain't the new thing it's just you're hearing about it more now because there are devices that can capture this stuff.
1: Now, here here we go. Outside of just saying racism or or uh, prejudice or anything like that, why do we think that this is?
0: Why do we think that
1: Yeah, can we give any 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 reasoning behind it, right? Outside of saying racism or outside of saying prejudices or preconceived notions or anything like that. No. Nope. And shouldn't. and that's that's the thing it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be that way, right?
0: Of course not, but we shouldn't try to change the the, the the titling. We need to call it exactly what it is
1: and then and then, like whenever i whenever I look at any uh, any issues like that, right, try to look at where is it at what's what's the, what's the bigger picture? Is there a bigger picture? Try to decipher that you know anybody anybody with any good reasoning skills would would do such of course. And uh, and whenever I it's kind of funny, whenever I try to say, hey, look, let's look at the bigger picture. What's what's going on? Is there something outside of this that's causing this? Um, Is there a lot of is there like a a huge amount of crime, violent crime in black area where this is happening or something like that? Right. Which is going to cause somebody to be more on 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 guard, I guess you say. And it shouldn't. Not to say that, hey, that's understandable or whatnot, but they, because they shouldn't have, they shouldn't act this way, right? You shouldn't act one way to one person because of skin color versus another person because of skin color, right? right. Or background or anything like that. You should act to the situation. And, uh, and so what is, is there anything that's, that's, you know, that's, uh, that's, an outlying factor anytime I bring anything up like that it's all you're 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 just not a not a friend of a not a friend of the of the of the cause or whatever the heck somebody would say to me you're not an and ally and
0: those people I just kind of th- those are people that you could not have a conversation with um uh, until they kind of they they need to sit back and listen and and formulate yeah. some points but I think that as, as somebody that that tries to Think critically about everything that I talk about. Um, Mm -hmm. I agree with you. However, growing up in a situation like that, I'm gonna tell you what one of the the biggest problems is. When I was growing, I grew up in Oak Park in Sacramento, California. Mm -hmm. It's it's a pretty diverse neighborhood. A lot of black people, a lot of Hispanics. I mean, pretty much when I was growing up, it was low income. So we all it was a class thing as opposed to um A race thing for the most part in our neighborhood however the police that policed our neighborhoods were almost all white yeah and they didn't grow up where i grew up they didn't they you know they've never had to worry about probably not eating or anything like that they all look like they went to college they come from a good family and what that breeds is a us versus them mentality all those people are like that because you know, this, that's just how they are. Look where they, look where they live. They live like animals. That's the mentality that a lot of these folks have.
1: And, and that, think, that is wrong and unfortunate,
0: right? Of course it is, but it's the reality. It is reality. And if you want to get to, to the bottom of the situation, that's where it starts. I can't, I can't blame my kids for being shitty kids. Yeah. And, not take any responsibility as a parent. It's my role as the authority figure to make sure that I guide them and I lead by example and I put them in a position to succeed. The only thing that I ever asked for when I was like, when I talked to police, because I, when I was, I think when I was 15, I got put in a program um,
2: where I was teamed up with two police officers and they, you know, they came around and they checked
0: on me. And this was um a change for the Sacramento Police Department where they they kind of created the uh division of community policing where it was exactly what I'm talking about right now, where you go in and you get to know the kids. You get mm-hmm. to know the people that that you're you know, you're subjecting to these stops because I fit the description of every single freaking crime in my neighborhood. Uh black yeah. male five eight to to five, ten, fifteen to fifty years old. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and if if that's the only description that you give, and you treat all people in that area and in that demographic like animals and like criminals, of course we're going to constantly have problems. Of course yeah. we are, and of course I'm never going to trust the police, and of course they're never going to trust me because they don't see me as human, and now I don't see them as human. Yeah. So these guys, you know they would come around if I needed anything. Uh, Like I I started a paper route and I didn't have a reliable bike. So I was walking around delivering papers and it was taking forever to to finish my route. So, you know, there are times where I'm getting to school like right at at the bell because I'm trying to deliver papers early. They bought me a bike so I can deliver my papers Uh faster. And that wasn't one of those things where it's like, okay, I'm going to buy this guy a bike because it makes him feel good. No, not only is it helping me do something uh for me, but it's also I'm getting the newspaper to the neighbors in in a you know when they need it. uh yeah. So in turn, it it's helping out the entire neighborhood. And now the people they you know hey, they bought Marcus a bike to, so he can finish his paper out. Okay, cool. Officer Neneman and and Officer Garrity they're they're great guys. Yeah, you know. So it's building that trust, and it's also in in turn you know making me spread the word like, no, nah, these two, these are good guys. When you see them roll by, you know, wave to them, don't run, just be cool yeah. with them. Uh, and for a little while until I uh, moved out of the neighborhood, it was, it was fine. Like there, there was, I mean, there was still shit going on, but um, the, the, the climate when those officers came around was just different. You know what I mean? Yeah. They, they understood now they're meeting People in the neighborhood and they're realizing that hey, we're no different than your family members, you know, Mm -hmm. different background come from a little bit less money, uh, a little bit less educated, but we're still trying to trying to reach the same goal. And. uh, Those are the things that need to change when we say, like, oh, you know, let's let's look at the area and let's look at crime. Think about how much money we sent to to Ukraine and to Israel. Over the past five years, think about how much money. That money alone, that money alone, could help every single inner-city school, exactly. every single
2: rural school, every school that is under par, or like uh, under par,
0: grade-wise and progression-wise. Yep. All that money could have helped all of our schools.
1: Exactly. Exactly. And and that's something that that drives me insane. Uh, we we always talk about uh, systemic disparities and stuff like that, right? I believe that I, be, I believe that there is a, and unlike a lot of friends of mine, uh, I believe that we do have systemic racism, but I don't think it is where a lot of people normally say it is, right? I think that we I think that we make it harder for for people to get out of the funks that they're in, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, through whether it be through the welfare system, uh, whether it be subsidized housings, stuff like that. I I think that we, I think that we make it so easy for people to stay in that, and unfortunately, minorities have been locked in that. Many minorities have been locked in that for years, and then then you get a mentality that is, oh, we don't we don't have crap. It's us against the world, and when then we human beings self-segregate as it is right right and uh it's 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 hard to let somebody else in when when they're not like you or 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 don't think like you or anything like that and uh it becomes even harder because we we put these places up and then not let people get ahead or make not necessarily not let people get ahead but make it so easy for them to stay in these routines you know
0: i'm gonna send you an article real quick and this is a this is a 12 year old article actually 13 year old article excuse me um and you don't have to get too deep into it but when we we talk about systemic situations these types of situations are things that you don't you don't learn about it's it's because of these situations like you don't you don't learn about um the lost black towns where these towns you know
2: these people prospered so when you when you yeah when you see inner city neighborhoods
0: that feel like there's no hope It's because of situations like this, when you when you do something good, when you when you're prospering, when you're doing all the right things only to see all these great things that you've built be burned to the ground or purposely flooded or purposely sabotaged. You know, it it becomes a problem.
1: And that's something that that's something that drives me crazy is the uh, the the amount that we that we hurt. The black community specifically, right? So the black community was thriving, you know, really, really coming, coming up in the late 1800s, early 1900s, right? Uh, And then, what happened to change all of that? Some will argue that is that was the uh, the the social uh, social justice type systems, the uh, the welfare states and stuff like that, and made it the 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 elimination of the of the nuclear family. No, right?
0: when you get a chance to read this article, you'll understand. And we'll revisit this, but no, that that again. There's another cop out. It's that when you when you look at these stories now, the the I mean, all throughout the 1800s and 1700s, mm-hmm. these things were happening. Um, these these towns were just getting demolished. Now, after a while, when you when you started getting into situations where those things were were looked at as extremely perverse and and now barbaric that's when things like just destroying the nuclear family um yeah picking up police patrols and we can't actively enslave these people but guess what see that dude over there he's jaywalking give him 10 years now we can put him to work
1: yeah let's put Uh, him to work in freaking camps and stuff and let's and then let's let's create jobs that they're going to be a slave to anyway Right, yeah. the, the the working man.
0: So it's I, things like that that, uh, those are the reasons. the 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 welfare state and and all of those things. That's that's just those those are those are just cop outs. Those are those are just things that people say to because they don't want to they don't want to read about stuff like the, this article that I just that I sent you. You right. know, they don't they don't want to dig deeper and they don't want to admit that these things happened. So here's what we'll say. Hey, the, the, the Democrats started handing out welfare and it made people not want to work. Bullshit. Bullshit. Because if you look at, at every single one of these towns, every single one of these towns was just full of educated black folks that mm-hmm. took care of their families. All they wanted to do was prosper. All they wanted to do was be a part of the American dream. And it, every single time it got destroyed. Every time, and that had nothing to do with with welfare.
1: Yeah, looking at the looking at dates through here is you know eighteen hundreds down to early nineteen hundreds.
0: Yeah, and even what I just showed you a couple years ago, like those things are still happening. They just got to be a little bit more covert about it. So again, the 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 way that you begin to fix this stuff is the folks that aren't being affected by it. Sit back and listen. Yeah. Sit back and listen. And if you truly feel bad about it, let's do the hard work and get to the people that you know perpetrate stuff like this. And it goes for everybody.
1: Yep. And but like, here's here's the problem though: is we 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 elect officials that in this country don't really want to fix any of these issues. They don't want to fix the problems. They want they want to use those problems as talking points. Mm-hmm. And that'll bring up like one of the things I want to bring up—the immigration issue, right? The uh, the the whole the whole idea like within Texas, right? You, did you see what was going on in Texas right now?
0: No, I didn't. Didn't even didn't even catch it.
1: So you know, Texas is a uh, Texas is claiming a huge, uh, huge illegal immigration issue, and there and there are they do have a huge illegal immigration issue there, right? Um well they were trying to put up uh, razor wire in this in this one area. Uh and uh and then the federal government, Supreme Court said, no, that's uh you know, that's federal uh responsibility, not not Texas, right? So Texas could not defend their own border. They're trying to say that it's federal responsibility to defend their own border. Well, why? What's the what's the what's the big deal? And and then there's arguments about it being that. The of course the right side is saying that it's a, an argument for allowing illegals to come in and, and possibly vote or or whatever, right? Which is hilarious um, to me. Which is, is crazy. It really is crazy. Uh but there's there is support to it, right? And
2: uh Well, is there I all? think
1: there so there is and in, in a in a lot of uh in a lot of towns uh, around the US, right? So Uh, All you have to do is be living there, to to be able to vote. Now they can't they can't vote in federal elections or something like that, but like local elections they can, and that depends on the on the local ordinances and stuff.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I would have to see because I don't know very many, very many places that you just hop over there and now you can vote. And yeah, I, I hear things like that. And again, I don't subscribe to either either situation but when i hear stuff like this and i let me go let me tell you one story that i heard um sky was like oh you know uh you better go and buy your guns now because joe biden is is changing state laws to (laughs) take away guns and i was thinking to myself now if i was not a a rational thinker i would have been like no fucking way but because i don't Subscribe to any of that shit. You're not going to just feed me a bowl of bullshit. I understand that Joe Biden is the president of the United States. He can't change state law, so that's bullshit right there. Yeah. Now, just because you if you move to one of these cities tomorrow, does that mean you can vote just because you moved over there? There there has so, to be a process. You can't just okay, give me a ballot in my name. Like there there's got to be a process.
1: Looking for a written one, but I see uh, I see one that's on. Uh...
0: I was gonna say, don't give me no Newsmax or.
1: <laughs> no, this is the, <laughs> it's 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 a no kidding no kidding thing, right? So uh, so uh, cities inside of Maryland already ha- allow non citizens to vote locally. Uh, Chicago and San Francisco offer uh, offer limited uh, non citizen voting. Um, uh, so so there there are plenty of plenty of places around, right? Okay, but let's let's think about this. If, first off, the
0: cities that you just named are already voting Democrat, right? Yeah. Okay. So it's not changing anything. It's not going to change anything. And if they're voting local, they're not really making a difference. They're voting for things to happen in that city. Doesn't affect anybody else. Doesn't affect what happens in Texas. Doesn't affect what happens in Florida. Doesn't affect what happens in Tennessee or Michigan. Uh, You know, none of the, let's just say that that's happening. None of those people voting will vote for anything of significance anywhere else. It's going to affect the local people in those cities if if, if that's happening.
1: So the big question, the big question is, and uh, that that is the big the big concern is there is there boat farming, right? Is there is there a uh, an issue for for these people that are here illegally, right? To to vote, they they've already broken laws. They're not doing assimilation, right? Right. So so should they be given the right to vote?
0: No, no. But but again, it's it,
1: and, and I think that issue is the big argument over over anything else. Right. Yeah. There's a process to get people here and, and we can get into that one. You know, I I believe that our our process is is way too, way too rough. Right. I, but
0: let's not let's not skip over this part first. Let's 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 talk about the the, the voting thing, because these are stuff like this
2: are are talking points for people to um to overshadow the what the real problem is you know yeah
1: it really is and 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 this is this is definitely a uh, at at this current point right is definitely a right a right side argument right well it's
0: an american argument but i mean
1: i'm talking about i'm talking about politically right Side argument, you know, you don't see the left complaining about it. And if you look at like the political spectrum right now, right, at, at again, the current this state, this is
0: this is just this is something used to to kick the political football down. The yeah, field. exactly. I can assure you, it's it's like we are talking about voter fraud. Why have I mean we've been voting in this country for over two hundred years? Why all of a sudden is it? Is there voter fraud when we have the most technological system. On the planet
1: Come here's on. The, here's here's the thing with here's the thing with voter fraud and in my in my personal opinion. I think that voter fraud happens every year. I think that it's happened every year in in our history um i now the big question is what to what degree does it happen? right? Was there enough voter fraud to allow Joe Biden to be president over trump i I doubt it. I doubt it seriously, right any any aspect of voter fraud should be investigated of course. so we can learn so we can learn the 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 system the way to which it happened if it did and try to prevent that from happening again but was there was there enough to change anything right like there's there's obvious evidence of in this last presidential election that there was that there was voter fraud but there's obvious evidence that in the 2016 well, there was voter the fraud what's the obvious
0: evidence because that, that's the part like here here in Arizona, we, our Secretary of State was a Republican. Georgia yeah. Secretary of State was a Republican. Pennsylvania, like these, these are the things that that bug me. Especially when, like, not with you, but just with the the, the argument, like, why is all of a sudden if if Donald Trump would have won, would they have said, well, he didn't get all the votes, so there's voter fraud?
1: No, it would have been. Well, when argument. Donald Trump won in 2016, it was it was election interference by russia right i don't i mean so we get that we get that we get that argument on on both sides
0: yeah and guess what and when when that thing was over it didn't like there's almost a whole nother election and and people are still talking about right this this election that's my problem like okay cool we could have argued about it in 2000 2001 but now or 21 but now we're taking this into the next election like and
1: well, I mean, it was it was done with during his term as well, right? So, like, they they impeached him what twice in a year, or <laughs> once for the, once for the freaking the uh, the election interference. They no, not they didn't they didn't they didn't get him for the election interference. They got him. They 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 did it for the the Ukraine deal yeah. where he wanted to he wanted to make sure that like freaking if there was a interference over there, right?
0: Which which we can talk about that, but like mm-hmm. the the. Those things that again, shifting the goalpost and and the whataboutism and the arguments on both sides, yeah. it bothers the shit out of me. You know,
1: oh, same here.
0: If if you got a problem with this, then fix this. Don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, you guys did it to to my guy, so I'm going to do it to your guy, and then it just continues to go on and on. That's and the on. thing that
1: it's, that really kills me. Whenever they, whenever they impeached, uh, they impeached President Trump. Right? It was, it was it was definitely a a petty impeachment right there was nothing that they had that would that would really seal anything right and um it was a political move as opposed to let's do the right thing get him out of there like they could have probably impeached him on on many other fucking issues as opposed to what they what they did raise impeachment for right, right.
0: my thing is i i don't i don't like i don't like donald trump it, it, I don't care about being a president. You 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 won the election. You're the president, but yeah, just as a person, even before he got into politics, exactly. um, You know, shady, and then just the 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 petty bullshit that he did with John McCain, like that right there. You know, I don't I don't like my heroes captured. Yeah. Okay, bitch. You didn't put a uniform on, right? So just that alone, I'm like, I you know. And whenever people, when I say something like that, they're like, well, you know, what about Joe Biden? He never worked. I don't give a shit about Joe Biden either. Joe Biden is just some old man that should not even be in the White House. Like, I don't I don't care. But if you ask me if I got a choice between some senior citizen that can barely walk up a flight of stairs or Donald Trump, (laughs) I I would much rather have that senior citizen. I would rather have a, 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 a fucking mannequin.
1: And see, and that's one of the things, like, I, I don't want either one of them in at all. And uh, if I had to choose, if I had to choose between those two, I'd probably pick the one that's more cognitive, at least. Well, yes and no. I mean, cognitive. <laughs> but but you have to look at, too, like, is he really running the, is he really running the country? Yeah. You know, I, 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 there's, there's always that serious doubt to that. not anybody running the country
0: for the last 10 years.
1: <laughs> right, they, not, in the, you know, not in the presidency.
0: No, they don't. They don't. I mean, not even in Congress or Senate, they don't do anything. It's you know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I just don't want this guy to look good because he's not with they're, my party. So I'm gonna always every on every vacation.
2: Yeah,
0: and <laughs> but you know, one of the things like I I try to not vocalize certain things, like saying that I don't I don't like Donald Trump for non political reasons. Um, yeah, and I I don't think that he's fit to to be a leader of our country. Um, one thing that people forget is that when you are elected as the president of the United States, you're the president of the United States, not just the people that like you or agree with you or whatever you volunteer for this position. There are going to be people that don't like you. You still got to work for them.
1: That's the thing that kills me. There were so many policies that he had policies that I'm like, okay, I I can, I can get down with this policy. But like, then his freaking mouth would run off. And his tweets would pop off. Come on, dude, take the high road sometime. Take the freaking high road. But you you know, he's an ego, he's an egomaniac. And that's that's the the biggest, that's the biggest problem. I don't know. That's the biggest problem.
0: I couldn't even see what policies he was implementing. Because. yeah,
1: So many people were, so many people were like just completely, you know, completely struck by his demeanor, his, his attitude, his, his, his words. That. You know, it, it way outweighed the policies that he did make.
0: Yeah. I and I mean my the bottom line though, and you know just as, as well as anybody, when you're a leader, I mean you probably have soldiers that didn't like you, but you still gotta lead them. Yeah. You know, you didn't you didn't just push them away because they didn't like you.
1: And that's the thing. If you're gonna be pres if you're gonna be president, you gotta be presidential. You have to be presidential. You have
0: to be. I don't even care. Fake it. Who cares?
1: Right. And like they, like this, this other deal that's come out with the, uh, the, the trial that he was supposed to have on March 4th, they, they canceled it. Right. And, uh, so
0: we're talking about, see, like these, these two, these, these topics, I have, I don't watch the news. I try to stay away from politics or anything yeah. like that. But, um, so I have no idea what's up with these trials. I don't, it's, if you, if you listen to one section of the, uh, the news landscape it's this if you listen to the other section it's that and i just don't have the time or energy to try to piece everything together
1: it's easy to get it's easy to get frustrated with it so he was supposed to go on trial on march 4th right and that's for uh election interference right and uh the right right now is uh saying how oh this is this is a win this proves it didn't do anything well no it doesn't it doesn't prove jack crap what it is is proven so like the reason that they canceled it is because he, him, and his election, him and his his lawyer team, has have uh, have said that he should have immunity to anything that he did or said while he was president because presidents should have absolute immunity. I don't believe in this. No, right. I think that the president is a freaking citizen just like anybody else. Now, when it comes to making the call for for military action, they should have immunity, right? Of if course. it's if it is a if it is something that is that is just and justified and everything like that, of course. If somebody broke the law though, hold them accountable. Hold them accountable.
0: Yeah. I mean, having just um unencumbered immunity where Oh, guess what, Tony? I heard you badmouth me. I'm gonna send a yeah. fucking drone to blow your house up.
1: That's that's a step to dictatorship.
0: Yeah. I, and you know, it's all it's all just ridiculous to me. Um there are a couple of things. Uh now I, I say that I don't really delve into this stuff and I, I haven't been watching like I don't I don't watch this stuff constantly. Uh one of the things that that I do talk about and, and with the election coming up is I, I talk to my passengers about it all the time. We've the the terms uh liberal or conservative justices, you got a Supreme Court where you got liberal and conservative justices. And it's like, how how is that even possible? Like, they're supposed to be justices.
1: They're supposed to be. So a lot of people, a lot of people forget that the purpose of the Supreme Court is to make sure that laws that are being passed or decisions that are being passed are constitutional. Yeah. That's That's the purpose of the Supreme Court and uh, based on their opinions they're supposed to go in and say is is this constitutional if it's not constitutional did does, does did congress come together and make a make something new and does that fit within the realm of the constitution right based on and uh, and that that is what's supposed to be the supreme court um, the idea of a of a of a liberal or or a uh, freaking conservative justice that's like you that's the dumbest thing ever
3: yeah.
1: i'm not going to pick somebody if i were if i were president i'm not picking somebody because they fit a line they align with my freaking reasonings right what do you yeah. think about the constitution what do you think about you know these sets of laws how do you handle situations like this right do you do you value freedom of speech and religion over the over the 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 masses saying hey we hate this right um because the masses aren't the Constitution right yeah. you know and that's the and that's the that's the that's the thing that drives me absolutely insane that's that's what I want to know um. There's a lot of people that that talk uh, talk crap about uh, Ketanji Brown Jackson, for example. Uh, she's so lenient, she's so lenient. This and the other. Well, what does what decisions has she made that hasn't been constitutional? If she made if she made decisions that were not constitutional, then okay, you've got a little bit of an argument for me, right? Right. I don't care. I don't care who the heck somebody screwed back in the day. Um as long as they weren't breaking the law. And uh and you know freaking let's freaking let's freaking talk about are you going to be are you going to be just based on the constitution.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and that's you know it's it's things like that that have me so uninterested in all of this stuff. Not just that, but also and this is something that I was I was talking to somebody about yesterday. We had like a 45 minute conversation about um one, separation of church and state and the yeah. role that evangelicals, because you hear this term now with the election, oh, you know, the evangelical churches are back in this person. Yeah. And.
1: Why the hell did that matter?
0: Come here's on. my thing. I, why? It, it matters because. I uh, know. It, it matters because if, if you are a tax exempt organization. You, you don't get to be involved in politics. Exactly you don't get to be involved in the decisions you don't pay taxes yep so your organization does not get to dictate what goes on i don't care what you believe um there's you know there there should be no it doesn't matter i you know if if you are tax exempt you don't pay the federal government taxes or state taxes you should not get a say in anything uh Involving a political voice. You, you shouldn't. And
1: that's what uh, that's one of the things that drives me crazy about sending our tax money overseas. Yeah. Why is it that we represent more people overseas than we do in the United States?
2: Yeah. I, it's um,
0: again, it's why I don't even I, I try just to not pay attention when it comes to certain things, especially politics. Like, think about this. And I'm not saying that the border uh, isn't a crisis or it isn't in crisis at a crisis level yet.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: We've always had problems with the border. We've always well, had problems with guns um again it, these are these are all political talking points, and they never ever get blown up until it's election time exactly and now, all of a sudden, we have this invasion. Now if you could count how many migrants came across the border, why couldn't you stop just as many exactly you know but I look at these things are never actually a problem until they're a problem. If 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 the border issue was an actual issue, I can assure you it would have been fixed yesterday. Yeah, you know, look at the opioid crisis. Opioid the oh. the pills that there was not a problem until politicians and and high level officials, their kids and grandkids started being affected by it. But now it's an epidemic. Now it's a problem, and we we have to stop it. We have to get yep. help. You know, when it was street drugs, there was a war on drugs yep. because it didn't affect those richer people. There's there's a war on drugs. We we got to go over here. This is a problem. We got to, you know, lock all these people up. When it's their kids, uh, you know, they got go to go to rehab. They need help. We got to start all these programs.
1: And think about it. how much, How many taxpayer dollars did we waste on the war on drugs? Yeah. and and what did we accomplish
0: well i mean that's a whole other thing that goes back to what we were talking about (laughs) earlier destroying the uh the nuclear family
1: destroys the nuclear family and and for some reason or another makes it freaking even an even larger issue within within minority community right
0: yep yep and i mean this will have to be like an entire we'll we'll have to do
1: we can we could go on forever about this one right
0: yeah because (laughs) i mean I, i i do have a lot
1: but, but I want to point to out that about talking about this stuff, you know, talking about this stuff is, is vastly important. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is very important. And whether we hate to talk about it or we, or we, or we don't, if we can come out of, of something with productive discussion, it's vastly important, right? It helps us build the mentality to where, hey, we can talk. We can have these difficult conversations, Yeah, right? And that's something that we lose, lose as a society right now. Right, we we absolutely lose that, so that we get hurt over if somebody doesn't agree with us.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's again it goes back to what I was saying earlier. It you know if if you're if you're real about fixing the issue and you're real about uh, getting answers to the questions that you don't understand, the things that you don't understand, um, all it takes is for you to sit back shut up and listen, listen with intent, uh, listen to actually want to provide a solution or, um, actually understand the underlying issues instead of listening to, to have a response or listening to be combative. If we truly want to fix the problem, I, I enjoy talking about these things because I can sit back and I can talk about it without getting emotional. Uh,
1: but the problem is, it's always so hard to find somebody that is willing to have this, this discourse if they don't agree with you, and they're so rooted against letting a new idea in.
0: Why? Why? Why would somebody be, uh, or why would somebody disagree with things that actually affect me? Yeah, like, how could right? you disagree with something like that? You know, there's no exactly. way. I don't. It, that would be like me trying to tell you that if you're struggling in school, like that's stupid. I don't I don't I don't agree with you struggling yeah. in school. How, you know, that's not possible. There's so many things for you to be successful. It's not possible. But it that's affects it. you. I, How can I disagree? I don't I
1: don't that? I don't walk in your shoes and you don't walk in mine. Right. I mean, best we can do is talk about it, emphasize emphasize our our issues and empath- and have empathy for each other, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, just just that article alone, and those you look at the first five towns in the 1800s, late 1700s, going into the mid to late 1800s, the first yeah. five towns that are on that article. How could you tell me that that didn't happen, or that that's a, that's not a problem? Because yeah. similar things to that are happening every single day in 2024.
1: I'll tell you this: this one article there that you, the first article you sent me, holy crap, man!
0: It, it's, wow. it's happening all the time. But when you tell somebody, like, let's say I just like it's not even you because you trust me. So if I say something, you know, you you typically I, I can I can pull up the article and send it right to you. Yeah. So you trust that if I say that this happened and it probably happened. But if I was just talking to to somebody else that tells me that oh you know racism it don't happen no more you guys it's just over exaggerated you know social media and I tell them about that story no no, no. that they, they there was something else that that probably that, that didn't just. It didn't just happen just because. And then I send that article and they're like, oh, well, you know, this don't happen all the time. Well, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Yeah. These people just had the 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 smarts to report it or to do something about it. Most times it, it happens and people just don't have the resources uh, or the education to to do anything about it. Or the it. drive or anything yeah. else. Just... It happened so much that they're just like, I don't even have the energy to fight it. Yeah.
1: Take it for what it is, right? And that's 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 fucking horrible. hmm
2: But I'm gonna I am going to i will give you
0: I'm gonna give you some homework too.
1: Uh, uh give me I some homework? Keep, no, I can't have no more homework nah, now. Nah, I got I got a four page. I got a four page essay due Thursday. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a
0: couple of 10, 12 minute YouTube videos. Um well <laughs> I you know, I'll I'll send them to you. I just kinda wanna get your, your feedback. It's too much to cover right now because we kind of been yeah.
2: Oh,
1: yeah, we're we're pushing them, right? Yeah. So you want to get off of uh some political stuff and talk about talk about some more uh somber stuff right now? Yeah, we can. <laughs> oh man, this one hurts. Chubs. Oh, this hurts so bad. Freaking so if uh any of our listeners didn't uh didn't catch the news, which I doubt that they uh I doubt they miss it by by the time this airs, right? Carl right. Weathers. Oh, man, we lost a legend.
2: Yeah, dude was. Uh, You know what? And we talk about. uh, Athletes and. Just. All
0: around amazing dudes. Um, You know, play college ball, play pro ball. Uh, Let's go back to his childhood. I don't know how much you know about. Um his family or his mm-hmm. upbringing um he grew up I believe he grew up in Louisiana, and his um his parents were either sharecroppers
2: or farmers of some sort, but I mean came from nothing and found a way to get into a private school mhm. And from there, it
0: was just, I mean, just chaos. He he was he was just amazing. Uh played all kinds of sports and was good at every one of them. Yeah. Uh and I, I don't even remember uh from from high school to college, but I do know he played for my Raiders. So that's that's all I care about.
1: Yeah. He uh <laughs> he was an Aztec, right? San Diego State.
0: I think so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think so um played for the Raiders for a season and then uh, went to play Canadian football before he became an actor but uh one of the the, the reasons that I followed him in football he played safety and i love playing safety uh and and he was a monster he was a heavy hitter uh yeah. you know just just a beast and he also could have been a pro wrestler that's how good he was
2: <laughs> no but a lot of he played know a damn that. good boxer yeah yeah uh but yeah i i don't I'm,
0: I'm at a loss for words just because think about every single thing every movie that he played in especially the rocky series
1: apollo creed uh as a as a young man you see apollo creed and you'd think man that was the his he was he was the villain right yeah he was the villain and uh when you watch it after you after you you gain some age on you and a little bit more understanding about life and everything uh, i don't see it i don't see it that way right he was uh he was he was a man that was the at the top of his uh, at the top of his game just uh trying to maintain and 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 fighting with adversity is even still being at the top of his game. Um, the Apollo Creed was such a deep, a deep character Yeah. for the, for the Rocky movies. Right. Uh, and, uh, went out in, in, in such a, in such still a a deep and and respected manner in, in those, in those movies. Uh, I love how in the first one, uh, ended in a draw. Right. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I, I absolutely love that. The, the idea behind that, uh, Rocky wasn't supposed to be, he wasn't supposed to be the the greatest or anything like that. That was Apollo. Right. And, uh, when Sebastian Stallone wrote that, you know, it was, it was about Rocky facing the adversity and, and then going to going to bat with the greatest of all time. Right. Yeah and uh and he didn't he didn't write it to to win he could have easily done that but uh but paying respect to to greats uh such as muhammad ali in in this uh in this movie in in the character of apollo and uh to have it played so well masterfully by uh by him by Carl weathers it was just uh there's a there's he he added so much depth to the character that could have been lost with with any other actor out there i i feel like I, he he did that so well
2: yeah you know uh, thinking about the uh the the apollo creed character like
0: you said it when he first when you first see him in uh the very first rocky movie just how smart the guy was how yeah.
2: I mean in boxing, uh boxing age, he's an old man. <laughs> so right. um,
0: going into the fight with Rocky, you just you could you see uh I, I didn't really see him as a bad guy. I mean he you know you yeah. he he came off as the bad guy because Rocky's supposed to be the good guy, but right um uh, I think the only the only reason that we we would see him portrayed as a bad guy is because he he is about to beat up just on some local boxer, you know, and he knows yep. that he's gonna beat him, so it's like you know just he's gonna play with his food and then he's gonna knock him out and that's mm-hmm. the only I think that's the only reason why you would you would see him as a bad guy, but um well, I'm thinking that thinking
1: about it from like the perspective of a little kid, right? oh, a little yeah, kid yeah, watching yeah. the movie and and that's and then whenever you grow older you see the depth to the character yeah when you start really understanding things um and uh wow yeah that he he played that role like i said he played that role massively and i don't you could never imagine i couldn't imagine anyone else playing this role right you
0: know what's funny is um (laughs) you want to talk about race relations
2: when the first rocky came out in the late 70s um it's even uh,
0: Eddie Murphy talked about it in his stand-up where he was like, you, I mean, you could not even understand the movie. You just see the black dude going up against this Italian dude. Yeah. And people will watch that movie and see Rocky, you know, you got this undefeated uh, sculpted boxer that just, you know, championship boxer. He's going up against this Italian kid that, works in a butcher or you know meatpacking yep. plant in Philly and they they go to a draw and the Italian Rocky knocks him down for the first time ever in his career. <laughs> I love how Eddie Murphy was talking about how little Italian dudes were walking up to big ass yeah. black dudes thinking <laughs> that they could, <laughs> they could fight. And Eddie that, Murphy
1: walking around in his uh, in his his purple freaking outfit.
0: His lettuce suit, yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Yeah, those that—that's what I remember when uh, thinking about the the very first Rocky, when yeah. we first meet Creed and Rocky, yeah. as a matter of fact. But yeah, he, he man, was so he,
1: well—he was so well put together in a time where you didn't see that from, you didn't really see that from uh, from black individuals in, in in movies. Yeah, right. So articulate, so crazy, smart. Uh,
0: you know, pimp dressed. You know, yeah. walking. The, the 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 slick walk in pimp with the fur coat and the cane
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah especially black in it back in the 70s um but yeah just i mean and it, in in every call weather's movie that that he did he was like that
1: yeah he, he was he was he was he was always a badass in his movies honestly yeah. i mean come on in, in predator him, yeah. and, him and arnold wow <laughs>
0: But my, you know, my favorite movie, of course, with him in it, was Abby Gilmore. It's Abby Gilmore? Yep. By yeah. far, you know he's he's just an old dude, just kind of doing his thing, mm-hmm. uh, and you got to see the funny side of Carl Weathers.
1: Yeah, I say you, uh, I say you watching action Jacks, Jackson. Like I don't know why I watched the ever living hell out of that movie. I don't think
0: I. I think I. <laughs> I, I haven't sure. seen it in forever.
1: I was uh God, I was I'd drive people crazy watching. I was
2: <laughs> Yeah,
1: he But I was he, I was an action I was an action guy. So but yeah he I I hate it that uh that we lost him. I was Seventy six years old, I believe is what it was.
0: Yeah. Um yeah, seven young.
1: So you know, I mean, and, and
0: young and that, young it can, you know, because you think about it now. Um he was born in the forties, so I mean he yeah. probably still had maybe 10, 12 years if he was healthy.
1: Yeah.
0: And it also Just, is kind of scary because you know, how old Joe Biden is what, 80 years old?
1: Joe Biden's what seventy he's roughly the same dog on age, seventy eight, maybe.
2: Hey Siri, how old is Joe Biden?
1: 81,
2: actually.
1: 81. I thought he, I thought he, I thought he hadn't hit 80 yet.
2: No.
0: <laughs> it, I was giving the man credit. No. And I mean, he's 81. Donald Trump is what 79? Like right behind him. So think about this, man. Like, why can't we guys... get some
1: why can't we get some young folks in there? Come right. on.
0: <laughs> yeah. Gen
1: X is like, not me.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, he's what seventy-seven, seventy-eight years old, right behind yeah. Joe Biden. Like, can, can if Joe Biden gets another term, eighty-five years old, man, will he make it? I, I
2: don't see it. Yeah,
0: I, I just, yeah, no, thanks, I'll pass.
2: I don't see it,
0: but anyway, man, um, rest in peace, Carl Weathers, and you know, yeah. hopefully you're up there and you got your hand back from that stupid alligator.
1: <laughs> oh man, we have right, been going buddy. at it for a minute, so yeah. uh, get on, get on. same back time over. next week, right? same time next week, yeah,
0: and well, uh um, we do
1: have the Super Bowl next week.
0: I was going to say let's make it happen you know what let's
2: um, we'll skip next week. How's that skip next week? okay yeah, uh because i I don't even I don't even want to run
0: into any issues with the Super Bowl. All right. And
1: sounds good. Then I know, we we'll can, be, uh, I know we'll be texting during it. So
0: Yeah, yeah. And then we'll we'll pick right back up the next week and and see if our predictions were correct. And uh, right. hopefully we'll have some happy stuff to talk about.
1: Hopefully, hopefully my predictions are wrong. So <laughs> I will have some happy stuff to talk about.
0: You know, I probably should have said the Chiefs are gonna win because last time when I said Washington was gonna win, they got demolished. <laughs> and I had I had all kinds of rationale, too, all kinds of good-ass reasons why Washington would win that game. And yep. then, nope, Michigan cheated and beat them. <laughs> it's my story, and I'm sticking to it.
1: There you go. There you go. I mean, heck, the coach hightailed and to the NFL. Yeah, we'll
0: see what <laughs> Before happens. Before he gets last sanctioned. Time, last time my coach, uh, Pete Carroll, dipped out the next season, we got blasted with sanctions. Yep. Yep. <laughs> All right, brother, man, it was a good another good week. Um we got some good stuff in.
1: And uh you have a you have a good one? We'll uh we'll we'll be like I said, I'm sure we'll be texting during uh during this next one, right? But